0: In a world where Mad Lab Theater...
1: What are you doing?
0: Making the
2: Mad Lab ad for Cinema Wheeler Tay. Oh, here's my other one.
3: Susan thought it was just another day, and then she met Mad
0: Lab.
1: Why don't you just say that Mad Lab is the New Works Theater in downtown Columbus? Featuring hilarious comedies, powerful dramas, improv with FFN, the annual Young Writers Festival, and the longest-running shorts festival in central Ohio, Theater Roulette.
3: That sounds pretty awesome, especially when I do it over the Star Wars
1: theme.
0: Star Wars is always a good choice.
2: Mad Lab, the original.
1: For more information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or
3: visit us at madlab.net.
1: And we're joined by a, an original guest. A very, uh, his first appearance on the podcast, though we have utilized his uh, home many times on the podcast. <laughs> uh, he's one of our favorite people. Uh, he's from Hashtag Comedy. Uh, the great Kenny
2: Greer. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. That was uh, that was very nice of you to say. Man, yeah. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. Right. Uh, yeah. I just it. hope
1: you're able Welcome. to follow through on my hype. <laughs> so that was a, like, a lot like, of hype. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather
2: just uh, you know it'd be the opposite of that, and I can work my way out of the hole. But all right, I'll take it. I
0: like the challenge, I <laughs> guess, to
2: live up to lofty well, expectation. No, it's very nice of you. You guys are great. Looking forward to it. I'd like
3: to imagine yeah. a non-great Kenny Greer out there. So, yeah. <laughs> we wanted an adequate Kenny okay. Greer, but we got yeah. the great Kenny yeah. Greer. Yeah, so. sweet.
2: Well, if Walter cries upstairs, I'll, I'll probably won't be on my A-game, so we'll see uh, how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> a little
4: Walt, we need to get him on yeah. soon.
3: Yeah, we do. He's great. He's been on before.
1: Yeah. But he has. he has. Yeah, he's, uh well. But uh, we're here today to talk about, I, I would imagine it's Kent, one of Kenny's favorites, if not his favorite. Uh, and it's a movie that I love more and more the more I see it. It's uh, from 1993, Jurassic Park.
4: Wow, 93. Yeah,
1: 93.
2: Right. Oh my gosh. It is, uh, it is, you're right. It is absolutely my favorite movie of all time.
0: Ever? Awesome. Wow. For sure. And
2: it is for sure a movie I've seen more than any other movie, probably twice, two times more than any other movie I've ever seen. So wow. I'm a little obsessed with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious
1: about that. It, like... Well, you were yeah. like the target age, you
4: know, when it came I out. Was,
2: well, I, I didn't realize it was 93. I forgot. I, 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 yeah. I But I was seven, so when it came out, probably... Maybe, my, I wouldn't be surprised if my parents wouldn't have wanted me to see it. I mean, it was pretty gruesome. I mean, yeah. for a seven-year-old to see that? I don't know. But uh, and I've loved it my whole life, so it's always been... Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, we saw it in the theaters, too. And I think, Scott, you were, you were really excited because you loved the dinosaurs. Well,
3: I, yeah, I remember the preview for it. I think they ran, like, a, the year before, they ran some sort of uh, teaser where they just showed the logo. And I remember seeing that. I was like, "Whoa, what's that going to be about?" <laughs> yeah. And then I read the—I didn't <laughs> read the novel. <laughs> I read the—I read the book based off the screenplay.
2: What? That yeah, they,
3: exists? They, they, yes, yes. They—they they, they would write. I don't. You Wait. probably aware this, but they write
0: Can novels. Based yes, they do. There's yeah.
1: novelizations, but Wait. why would they need a novelization for a movie that already
3: had a? I novel? guess it's, i guess it's different. I have never read the book. To be I, was it, I,
0: I, wait a
2: minute so Michael Crichton wrote the book <laughs> yes they made a movie yes and then they wrote a book about the movie <laughs> there was a novelization of the was it,
4: was it geared towards kids because sometimes they write they'll
0: make like yeah, kids well, type I books guess after it, it was not that? as long a read okay. and it was I, it, it,
3: I mean it was just, it was the movie basically it's a yeah. movie in novel form so, did they have pictures in the book? That's too. Like, because like that's true. Yeah. They do, do those tie
0: in
2: type books. I remember. Is this a normal look? thing my whole life? I've never uh, known that. They make yeah, a book yeah. about a movie that's already and about a book? book? And I, then
4: they're going to make I a book about know. that story. Well,
3: uh, it was like when the, I remember when Batman came out, they made a comic based on the movie, right? Right, but that's
0: just. Yeah.
1: The, that was based off of a movie because a comic's like an ongoing series. Yeah. It's rare when a movie that's based on a novel. That's like. I wrote The Catcher in a Rye. We're going to make A Catcher in a Rye movie, but I'm going to write a book based based on the was screenplay it, for The Catcher in a Rye Was it
4: like about a, a book about the making of the movie? No. Or just no. a book a about
1: was, the story it was,
3: of the movie? It was a novelization of the screenplay. What's
4: it called?
3: It was called Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. The movie. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. It feels like
3: a, a Charlie Kaufman movie where it's like there's uh, a book written about a movie about a book. Oh, but to well, your yeah. point, Tony, that's correct. I think it was more for
4: younger, younger
3: kids. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it was...
4: Because that was a thing in the 90s. Remember you had the school-lasting book fairs and they would always make yeah. those sort of like mini novels for kids that had pictures of basic yeah. kurt
3: movie. Yeah. I, I think this I don't remember there might have been pictures in it. I think there was pictures of the movie. Yeah. Like stills of the movie in the middle like in, in Yes, book. that's exactly what but, I'm
4: talking but about. But it
3: was uh, it was a book. I mean, it was I remember I read it like two nights. It wasn't yeah. long. Um what? But uh, you got the di- they had the dialogue in there. I remember the dialogue with the kids. I remember reading that when it's so I pretty much knew the whole movie. But that wasn't really the point. The yeah. point was to see it.
2: So you read? The, did you read the book before you saw the movie? I did. Oh I did. man! Yeah, wow.
3: I was that excited about this movie. Man, I mean, well, you cool,
4: were right? also a lot older at the time in 1993. How old were you? I was.
3: Um, this movie came out. I was 12.
4: Yeah, so almost 13. Yeah. This
3: movie came out in what? The, July. I was in high school. Was, uh, I think it was between my. Oh
4: my God, Sean! You were in high school. I was
1: in high school in 1993. Yes, wow. I started in '92. <laughs> so this was between my freshman and sophomore year in and, wow. and high yeah. school. Not that I know. It's oh my in
4: gosh. 1993, I was, like, rocking out to the Power Rangers.
1: Yeah.
2: I was into baseball I was and, I think, pogs at the time. Maybe yes, pogs! pogs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I remember I had a, my childhood friend, Kyle Eby, he lived right up. He lived, like, six houses down from me. And every, we'd take the bus home to school, the same bus home. And every <laughs> single day for, I think it was the entire school year that year, I think it was a couple years after the movie came out, but we were still really into it. We would watch Jurassic Park oh. <laughs> every single day when we came home, and it's it's amazing. I- it's kind of creepy that I've seen this movie this many times. My but, sister yeah.
4: and I used to do that with Titanic.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sarah, my wife, uh, you guys yeah. know who that is, uh, for uh-huh. the sake of people on, on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> listening, uh, yeah, she she said she saw Titanic like four times in the movie theater. I did and I too. Like, I, I honestly don't even remember yes. seeing this in the theater. I, was, I don't think I did.
1: Yeah. I was in college when Titanic yeah. came out, and I was I, kind of oh anti Titanic because I was, cause it was like, uh, I'm really into these Let's small, just face it, guys. Yeah. He
4: hates Leonardo. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. I have
1: a strong prejudice against Leonardo. <laughs> yeah. That was because of that movie. I think it had not been for Titanic,
3: I probably wouldn't have a
1: strong uh,
0: yeah uh, bias against
3: them. This came out June eleventh, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, so I was twelve, and you would have been fifteen. Right, I
1: remember. I
2: was only six then. Yeah, Yeah. I was
3: old enough to be aware of hype at the time too,
1: because I remember like there was a huge amount of hype going into this. Mm -hmm. Number one, Spielberg. It was a very popular book. And Spielberg was at the helm of it, and it was going to feature dinosaurs. So that's the like, big three that's going to give you a multi-million-dollar box yeah. I have a question. So, Speaking
4: of dinosaurs in this period of time, remember that TV show Dinosaurs? Was yeah. that on around this time? Because it if was so, probably
1: not, in the same. Because dinosaurs, like yeah. I feel like were
4: a trending thing at that point, and. Hollywood. Give me a moment. And yes. I get yeah,
1: if the trending was based on that show, <laughs> that's sad because that show was awful.
4: But do you remember that show?
1: <laughs> I do. Was, it was on. It was kind of like a kind of a watered down Simpsons yes. Flintstones version with dinosaurs yes. playing those roles. That came yeah. out two
3: years before, and okay. it lasted through this.
4: So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that maybe
3: 91 inspired
4: you know. like the, the purpose for doing. Yeah, movie I would love to show. know. I would love to yeah. know if
2: that TV show inspired yes. Jurassic Park the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you no. Know. I know <laughs> that this movie involves dinosaurs
3: as humanoids, but if we could go to the real dinosaurs, that would be a real kick. Yeah. Well, well book came did. out in 1990, so that was when the book. Came oh out. man, I didn't yeah. yeah. There's two that things TV that I, I think there's two things I that think sparked. Yeah, there's two things that really sparked it. The novel, obviously, and, and uh, um, the Terminator 2 came out and did the CGI. Oh, right. And then they were able to say, oh, we can yeah. do this movie. We yeah. can make the dinosaurs. Yeah. And that was a big yeah. that was a big hype about this movie. Not so much it was the dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs look so realistic. Did first. you have
4: the technology yeah. to yeah. do that? Yeah. Well early on. No seen anything like
2: early that. on their plan, I believe, was to not do CGI. Like originally they first wanted it to yes. be all stop action, animatronic or you know, mm-hmm. giant robots, which the T Rex is, it is yeah. a robot yeah. for parts of it, and then they have also CGI in there too. And then from what I've read about it too, is like this movie was kind of like, not only are they bringing dinosaurs to life and coming into the new age, but it was a lot about the people on this set having to come to grips with, I'm no longer going to be doing stop, anima- stop animation and I'm going to have to embrace this new technology too. Yeah. So it's a... Uh,
4: Which was still uh, pretty new in 1993. 90- well, or 92, yeah. really. This is probably filmed in mostly 92. It
3: was extraordinarily new. Um... A little bit, like The Abyss. James Cameron did a lot of it. Yeah,
1: The Abyss was the first real instance. And then T2 yeah. really took off because oh, of yeah. uh, Robert Patrick's yes. character, T-1000. T- T- like, that blew people's yeah. minds. Although it got overexposed a little bit, too, I remember. He was like, I'm tired of seeing this guy melt into liquid on <laughs> every clip yeah, yeah. on television. Well,
0: that's what he <laughs> like, did. Yeah, yeah. That
1: was that's his what thing. he did. <laughs> that was just shtick, I know. <laughs> but, but, uh...
4: I just remember him walking so fast.
1: I think... Jurassic Park was like the first time the CGI was fully utilized on a grand scale. But getting back to the point you made about the T-Rex, I think that's some of the best effects-driven sequences in movie history. That T-Rex looks great. Yeah, and see. it still
2: does. Like, yeah. I, I think when I was a kid, you always think, oh, you look 30 years ago, those movies look like crap. You know, the old King yeah. Kongs and, and yeah. Godzilla movies, those are obviously yeah. clay pieces. Right. I mean, it is... What is it? Twenty? What is it? Twenty-five years later? Yeah. It still yeah. looks still looks very good. I mean,
0: yeah.
2: I, I I can't. I, I still think it's the best
3: looking CGI movie in terms of all CGI. Well, use best use of CGI. But it ever doesn't. Seen. It feels it's,
1: seamless. It doesn't feel. Like it doesn't. It's, uh, yeah.
3: Because yeah. I think they use both. They use the animatronics and they use the CGI, and I think it. Just and it makes
2: it. And yeah. it's amazing that you you really unless you pay really close attention and probably I, I think. You can probably kind of piece it together. Like that's CGI, that's a robot. That's but for the most part, it is seamless. The way that they were able to yeah. Yeah. make yeah. T Rex in one scene when he's poking his head through the car, and that's a robot, and then later when it's a wide shot and that's a that's CGI, and for it to all look like the same damn thing, it's pretty amazing that they were able to pull it off a '93.
4: Yeah. And yeah. I, I I really so, like more the, like '91,
2: '92 um, when they were doing it. Exactly, right. but yeah,
4: I think the the um, Brontosaurus looks great. You mm-hmm. know, the scene when they see the field of Brontosaurus mm-hmm. size. Mm-hmm would it I be brontosauri so. or no. brontosaurus? I, I think
3: they're brachiosaurus. Oh, okay. But you
4: got
1: it yeah. they well,
4: You know,
1: that's the, that's the most smug retort. That's actually a brachiosaurus. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah,
4: thank so. you. Oh,
2: I'm gonna get smugger. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> anyway, this I is not can the end of my girl, you know, that find scene find when he comes over to the girl. That looks realistic. Because
2: that's another mixed scene because uh she the see I'm a, not a dinosaur expert but I would say I'm very well <laughs> versed yeah. in this movie I don't know a lot about dinosaurs but that is mixed too where mm-hmm. she feeds the dinosaur yeah. with yeah. with the, the limb and that's a robot or whatever yeah. you want to call that animatronics and then the white shot is CGI like they're the it mixing of so the two is is seamless, yeah, and very impressive to me. The know. other thing
1: I yeah. love too is that the the dinosaurs move like animals in here, like realistic animals. They don't move like movie monsters where mm-hmm. they're just sluggish. Yeah. like the T Rex moves the way you like an animal would actually move. It's it's observant. It's 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 curious. You know, like exactly. just quietly that way. So it makes it more believable And it's attacking people. I think. Because it does it the way an animal would do it. Like when it's attacking the truck, it's observing the yes. truck, looking in Smoking to seeing what's in it. there. then mm-hmm. yeah. it attacks as soon as it sees something the way a dog or or somebody else would attack it. Right. You know, I love yeah. that. I love the movements of the dinosaurs in this movie.
2: Yep. Yeah,
4: I think one of my favorite parts is um, Jeff Goldblum just yes. being in the movie.
2: <laughs> I agree.
4: Especially the part where he's lying there with his shirt half open. That's
2: right.
1: Yeah. Kind
4: of bloody, kind of sweaty.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've always memorable. found that scene very curious. It's like, Spielberg, I need to get a Goldblum shot. Yes. It was a bare chest of Goldblum. We need to get that shot well, in I movie. I
4: mean, let's, that scene has inspired so many memes. I mean, nice. There's a whole Facebook page dedicated to just pictures of him in Jurassic Park.
2: I mean, right. there was a whole gift shop in that building. You think, why not throw a nice Jurassic Park clean shirt on him <laughs> while he's laying there? Somebody get him a nice shirt. But yeah. No, we're gonna let you wear that ripped open <laughs> mm-hmm. button-up that uh, you got to show off them nice Jeff Goldblum pe- pics. So
3: he's but, like a hipster chaos theor- <laughs> theorist. I mean, what- well, he brought a rock star. You know, that's what he tells him. He said, yeah. "You bring, I bring scientists. You bring a rock
2: star." Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But he's and like when I was a kid. Looking back, as as I watch this movie more and more, you really start to piece together the backstory or the the, mm-hmm. the all yeah. the hints that they're trying to get at with the butterfly effect. Where if you take a step back, all the way back, where he's saying one little thing can change the entire yes. story or yeah. life in general. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I was seeing him talk about that in the car and the drop of the water on, yeah. on hand, and I'm like, okay, this guy's just a nutball talking about yeah. the yeah. butterfly effect. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, well, you can apply it to the movie if they would have never hired Nedry, or they would have never, the the, the hurricane would have never come, or all these other things, Mm -hmm. the storyline would have never happened. So it's like, you don't... Really, I didn't really piece that together as a kid. Right. It was a dinosaur movie. I just want to watch the movie about dinosaurs. Yeah. Was yeah. So about it was a tangible <laughs> yeah. <thing> to
1: play <laughs> yes. that had, yeah. had not been in play, It probably would have been a successful park, and Hammond would have been right about everything yeah. he was doing. Yeah. That's but, one of my yeah. favorite
4: parts about revisiting movies that you used to really love as a kid. Because when you watch them with adult eyes, you pick up on things like that. And sometimes the movie's better for you, other times it's maybe not as magical. But I just think that's neat, you know, to yeah. watch it in two different points of your life, and it's it's like a different movie for you.
0: Yeah.
2: And for it to still hold up. Maybe yeah. it doesn't yeah. hold up for everybody. For me, it's it's just amazing oh, that it's still a yeah. pleasure to me now, and it did then. There are definitely movies back when I was a kid I liked, but I don't like now. Yeah. But for it to hold up for both for me, and young I, and old. It's, I'm it's, kind it's, of yeah.
4: like the opposite. Yeah. When this first came out, it was kind of more you know of a boys movie. I've never been into dinosaurs. Yeah. I liked learning about dinosaurs in school, but I was never really into monster movies and dinosaur monster meaning King Kong and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. I like vampire, you know, Dracula stuff. The Monster Squad, but, um, yeah. <laughs> so when I watched it as a kid, I was just kind of like, oh, this is like really cool, um, but it wasn't like something I always revisited, you know, I was like, oh, that was a fun movie, but now as an adult, I think I have a greater appreciation for it, um, a lot of different things kind of stood out to me, and I really like Laura Dern, I love her in general, so I was like, oh, you know, and I was, I forgot that she was in this movie, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, it's Laura Dern, so it's kind of different to yeah. see it as an adult.
1: For that very, very reason. First, uh, the thing, my experience with this movie is when I first saw it in 93, I liked it like everyone else did. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a movie I wanted to go and revisit over and over again. Not that I disliked it, just just wasn't something I thought of. And I know that the critics at the time, they liked it but with reservation. Because I think they thought it was weak compared to some of Spielberg's earlier blockbusters like Raiders of the Lost Dark E.T., and specifically mm-hmm. Jaws. A lot of people compared mm-hmm. it to Jaws saying... I know Ebert, in his review of the movie at the time, was like, this movie's adequate, it'll get you what you want, but it's not nearly... I was disappointed in comparison to the guy who directed Jaws, where you didn't yeah. see the shark through most of the movie.
0: Right here, you're sure. seeing the
1: dinosaurs immediately. My retort to that is, we see sharks all the time. Like, It's not that we see them all the time, but they're ex- we can find a shark somewhere to see. They actually mm-hmm. exist in our reality. People want to see dinosaurs. If you're making a dinosaur movie and you don't show yeah. the dinosaurs, most people are going to be really I, disappointed. I remember
2: reading that that yes. same review, and I was, yeah. and I, I don't think it was just because people want to see dinosaurs. I think not seeing Jaws for a while it builds this, and and what was that uh, eight millimeter? Not eight millimeter. What the heck was that? Uh, that more recent Alien movie that was kind of like ET, but it's more oh, uh, uh, was it
1: Super Eight? Super Eight, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you don't I see
2: the di- you don't see the villain, you don't see the villain, you don't see the cr- the the scary uh, monster because yeah. I, I think that yeah. they, in this movie they didn't do that because they aren't they weren't my opinion they weren't monsters until yeah. humans came close <laughs> to them and tried right. to screw it up or brought them back. Like the first scene, they you you get to fall in love yeah. with the tall. See, I don't know Bonny what a dinosaur is. The tall yeah. and long neck, yeah. and you see them traveling in herds, walking through. Yeah. And it's like, these are beautiful animals. And then... Um, well, and and so, because it, you, yeah. it comes off where they're not... It's not this villain. It's not this monster like in Jaws or these other yeah, movies. Right. So I didn't. I totally disagreed with Ebert for him yeah. saying that. Because I was like, that wasn't... You, you're not trying to set the, the, the viewer of this movie to that all these dinosaurs are, are villains. Or the yeah. villain of the movie. The villain of the movie is not... The dinosaurs, I don't think it's you know, the people, science. yeah,
1: it's science, science. It's, yeah. science. It, it's actually just misguided yeah. yeah. human, yeah. you know, ambition yeah. like and uh, greed and you know, there's uh, yeah. yeah, money so. and all
0: that. Yeah. Uh,
1: Jaws has a similar theme because the mayor keeps the beaches open to protect the economy. That was a terrible decision, it was like the worst mayor ever, yeah. But the first half of Jaws is really bad. That, that. And this. What I find the most fascinating character to me is always John Hammond, because John Hammond... I actually like John Hammond. It's hard to dislike him, because he, mm-hmm. he is so enthusiastic, and I, I think he had the best... He was greedy a little bit, I guess you could argue, but I think he had the best of intentions with this park. He really wanted people to mm-hmm. enjoy it. He was like Walt Disney. I want people to come and have a great time. no expense. Yeah. yeah, I mean... <laughs> and I, I kind of like that. Like I know... It was the wrong attempt, but I don't think he's an evil man. I think he was just a man who got carried away and yeah. hired the wrong people. He just did not have all his ducks in a row for, and didn't take it as seriously as he needed to take right. it. Because in the book, he's, he's much more of a villainous character. I remember reading the book, and he's a lot more corporate and villainous. And I kind of like that Spielberg made him a more humane character. Mm-hmm. Like, he might have had the best of intentions. He just, things got out of his control. He just didn't have...
2: So who is the villain to you in the movie? Because hmm. um, as a kid, I just thought it was Nedry. It was Nedry, like, is oh, you just
0: probably screwed
1: up. The, the
2: Yeah, worst. if you if you would have just done your job, nothing would've bad would have happened. Yeah. Right. Well, the problem is they yeah. hired him. Like, it
1: right. like, if Wayne Knight walks into an office and says, "I'm going to put this guy in charge of like the most like like delicate confidential information," mm-hmm. the guy looks like he's twirling his mustache already. <laughs> like, why would this guy like? I, he might be brilliant at his job,
3: but trustworthy? I don't know. It just doesn't yeah. reek of. I think the villain is. There's, there's really, like, outside of Negri, you know, there's really no... It's just a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. And I, I, going back to the point where they reveal Josh. They don't reveal the raptors until really late in the movie. If you no, they don't. They reveal, kind of, in that opening scene where you first see the Brachiosaurus. Which, to me, is the is what Jurassic Park was envisioned by mm-hmm. John Hammond. That. We see the brachiosaurus and they go into that nice picturesque into that the nice water safari. with the errandons and everything. Yeah. That's Jurassic Park. That's what he envisions people would, you know, do. Yeah. Then obviously goes <laughs> yeah. to hell.
2: But they foreshadowed, I think, the yeah. danger of the raptors. Yeah. The yeah. Very first scene where. Oh, the that's the best. So that. so for, one of the best first scenes of any yeah. movie. Of yeah. Because yeah. It's the movie even starts off where yeah. it tricks you into thinking you're about to see a dinosaur come through the woods. If you guys remember, Earth comes yeah. through the trees, like where, a where a you're, you're seeing all this stuff move around. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna see a dinosaur yeah. right away. And then right. it's a box coming through the <laughs> through the trees. And you're like, what? The, what the hell is that? Okay. And then. Uh, but yeah, so like, yeah. you get to see this little nugget. You see the eyeball, yeah. of the but you don't and really the see the dinosaur.
0: And then, I don't know uh,
3: why they don't lock it in the place and then put the door up, unless it it's, yeah. it's powerful enough to knock the door back. But I remember like they just stick it in there, and yeah. then the guy goes on the door and it hits the door. And yeah,
2: gatekeeper. Yeah, it seemed gatekeeper. Yeah. Whoever whoever designed that wasn't really safe. <laughs> no, You already have yeah. it in a box. Why does everybody hold guns? Yeah, you really exactly. need the guns if you think this box isn't going to do it. I don't know. It was just. Well, it seems pretty funny.
1: It also features like the most underrated character in the movie, which is the Australian guy Muldoon. Yeah. That guy's a badass. Like, oh I'm yeah, watching that guy interact with yeah. the dinosaurs. In His movie. description:
3: Well, he walks up and he says, "They should uh, destroy them all." And then you know Sam Neill walks over to him or Alan Gant. Was it Grant? It's Grant. Alan Grant. Grant. Yeah. yeah. Doctor you know, Grant. Doctor Grant. Yeah. And he's like, "We have a delicious meal
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sea bass, Chilly sea yeah. bass."
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to get him away from the raptor cage because uh-huh. he knows that's a.
4: You're going to watch him eat a cow.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a cow. I was thinking it was a lamb. I was kind of a little... What's the... I'm drawing a blank. The... The raptor keeper. What's his name again? Muldoon. I think Muldoon. Because yeah. I was a little surprised in that character's demise. The way that he died. Yeah. Because if he's a raptor expert. In the opening scene we, that we learn about raptors. Is when they're in yeah, the desert. Right. And he basically intimidates the kid. Almost shit his pants to be scared about raptors. Yeah, yeah. And he tells them about raptors. Are, that were notorious for sneaking from the side. Yes. When you're staring a front, right in front. Yeah. Yeah. And so he. This is. You know. Uh, um, Dr. Grant who is A. a very good at finding dinosaur bones, yeah, but, right. and he knows that in general. You would think that a guy that knows them in the flesh would also <laughs> yeah. know that. And the way he died is he's staring at one raptor, and one yeah. comes from the other side and kills him. It's like why, why yeah. didn't you? Bassett. Why didn't yeah. you know that? But uh, maybe he did, and he was just like, I got to deal with that guy. Right. But it's it was. a sad demise to a character that was supposed to know so much about raptors I (laughs) know it was great too
1: but one thing the way he describes the raptors it reminds me of a great motif in Spielberg movies and nobody's better than Spielberg at this is like building up a threat like in Jaws, when uh, Quint starts talking about the Indianapolis mm-hmm. and just the way he describes it in firm detail, it, it makes you dread that shark. Mm-hmm. In Raiders of the Lost Ark, when they start talking about the Ark of the Covenant when they're meeting at the uh, university, mm-hmm. they're just saying "Wrath of God," it'll explode the world. It just really makes you like, "Wow, this thing sounds
0: badass. Mm-hmm. It's gonna,
1: the, the ship's gonna hit the fan when this thing hits." And the same thing with the Raptors. Like T Rex is the Thing you think is really going to be a threat, but the raptors are the scariest yeah. dinosaurs in this movie because they're mm-hmm. so intelligent
3: and creepy and they know how to unlock doors. Well, mm-hmm. there's two scenes there's the one where Alan Grant is uh, talking to the kid, yeah, and he has that cl- raptor claw and he says, Just Show a little respect, you know, and it's like turkey. <laughs> and it sets them off, which is great. I think that's... If that's the only scene where you see a kid, that would have been the best movie.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I agree. Don't uh, even
4: get me started. I hated that girl. Even yeah. when I was a, a girl myself. Is it? It's bad when you're a kid and you're hoping the kids die.
2: Yeah. For you guys who, wanted the kids to die? I, wanted the, the, the I
4: wanted the little girl well, to die. I, I, I can not stand her. Oh. She ruined everything. And... So every time she'd yell or open her mouth she'd give it away and she, I don't know I hated her oh, and I still do when we watched this last week I was like I still hate that home. Oh, I
3: she hate dumb
2: you. like why she would you bring so that flashlight out you know yeah. and, and, why, dumb.
4: and then when they were in the kitchen she was banging around Yeah. it's like get it together
1: <laughs> The you kids are very precious kids. in this movie I uh, yeah. see what you guys are saying like they're very yeah. precious I always felt that a little distracting like Spielberg does great jobs with kids, like E.T. Kids. If you watch that movie, those kids are awesome. Yeah. They're realistic, yeah. they're bratty when they need to be bratty. I mean, it's some of the best acting you'll ever see from kids. But this movie, they're kind of they're too nice. Like it, I think that happened on Hook too, where all the kids are really nice in that movie. And like kids aren't that nice, yeah. if, you know? Kids like they're flawed.
3: Well, yeah, I
4: just couldn't stand the girl. The little boy was okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. The little
4: girl. Maybe it was bad casting. I, I don't know. Something I don't like,
3: about her. I just, it's like, it's a veggie source.
2: It's a veggie source. <laughs> I hate yeah. that part. And
4: just heard well, her yelling all the time. It's like, shut up.
2: Yeah. Well, I think part of it was, I think it was maybe supposed to be a subplot to Sam Neill and Ellie. Yeah. Those yeah. two characters falling in love and maybe having kids one exactly, day or something yeah. like that. And it was almost like Ellie asked these kids to be there to try to, you know, Give good vibes to uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Grant to want to be a father someday, because early on it or in the first she was saying, "Oh, you want kids, yeah. yeah, I want kids and you it's kind of an arbitrary relationship. you don't know you don't ever see them hug or really kiss or anything right. like that, yeah. but you he says at one point that they're together. so it's it's like another story that they were trying to fit in there, but it was such like a d or e or f story that it really wasn't.
4: well, I actually I thought of that when we watched it last week, I thought how ironic he could basically get stuck with the kids and he Right. doesn't like kids
2: mm. i thought they
3: had a platonic relationship i when did they say that they're together he says I it to jeff Gold together, goldblum right? was when jeff they
4: goldblum oh. talks oh. about wanting yeah. to hit on her or whatever yeah. and yeah. he's like we're and then he's like oh are you guys together and he's like yes we are and he's like oh i didn't know
2: right that's the only yeah. that is the, the only time, time yeah. that you know they're actually together mm-hmm. yeah i mean and maybe when they're out in the desert she like puts the towel around his neck and like there's kind of some spark there or something and they hug a little bit when they find out that they're but anybody would do that if they know that they're going to... Yeah, it. it's
3: not overtly romantic no. at any point. No.
2: And it's... And it, so at the end of the movie, not to jump around... I don't, sorry, I don't yeah, know no, if you no, guys... No, would, no, but in no, no. the movie, they show him in the helicopter, and he's got the kids around her, and she's smiling. <laughs> she's like, you like kids now. And then they jump yeah. to the, uh, Jurassic Park 3, where those characters come back... And they're not even together. They don't have kids or anything.
3: It ruined the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like so you thought, I thought that... All they had to do was take that line out and you would think it's just platonic. Yeah. yeah you, you know, think it's you platonic. Would, you would, which I think is great. I think it's great to have, that they just had this nice platonic relationship.
2: And maybe it was platonic and maybe he was just saying that to keep, yeah, keep Jeff Goldblum from hitting on yeah, yeah, I don't uh,
0: know.
4: Because his character was kind of sleazy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's funny because you mentioned that scene earlier with um, Gulblum, you know, with the chaos, the butterfly effect and everything. He's explaining it to Lord Dern. And I always felt all four of us are improvisers here. That scene felt improvised to me in a great way because it seemed naturalistic the way he was talking about it with her and how she responded. It was a little different from the rest of the acting in the movie where it really felt like they were kind of riffing off of that. If it was scripted, they did a great job mm-hmm. just making it seem naturalistic in that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Because yeah. so, Goldblum's hilarious in that, yeah. that scene.
2: You don't? Are you saying you think that even the butterfly-fleck chaos theory part was improvised? Or do you think he had at least... That, like, if it was improvised, he at least knew he had to talk about that? Or are you saying that um, even that nugget came up there? I
1: think it, it's it's like this. Like I think that they knew the scene was going to be about that and the content they needed to hit. But I felt yeah. as if that they he kind of maybe rift off of the information that was given to him in a way. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but it just felt just, it didn't feel like they were just reading a script or reading a yeah. monologue. Not that, you know, most of the great actors can make it look naturalistic, but it just felt the way they were interacting with each other physically and everything else it felt mm-hmm. like they may have worked that out outside of the script a little bit to kind of make it seem more naturalistic yeah. Because when you're bringing a lot of expository dialogue like that into a scene, it could, you could get bogged down. So it really felt yeah. like they worked to make that feel like an actual conversation yeah. between the two. Of them. Well, and
2: there was a there was a hint of flirtation. Yes. Yes. That's what I was that's say. That's Maybe they really yeah, were so.
4: attracted to each other in real life, and that, yeah. that kind of stuff carries over when yeah. you have good chemistry with someone.
1: I think they were uh, I think they were a couple in real life, actually, at that point, where Jeff Goldblum and...
4: So that's um, probably Lord why. Lord yeah, Transplant they, were, they were dating at yeah. that time. I
3: think. I, I, well, I think the exposition in this movie is probably some of the best, because there's a lot, and you have to talk about it a lot, but they do it so creatively. They do. Uh, they do the video you know Which is and a, just the way that John Hammond presents it it's not finished yet he's like we're gonna have more dramatic music you know he's doing mm-hmm. his lines I mean it's the whole Disney thing you know every
4: time you guys keep saying John Hammond I just instantly think of John Hammond
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly that's, what we're it's only yeah. John
4: <laughs> Hammond in this movie that's funny
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. no that. The dino DNA. Like, yes. I, I, yes. I love that part. Comes I wish I had mosquito. a big print of that dinosaur that looks like DNA, you know? I, mean, I know. Yeah. And that's great. Or this yeah.
4: mosquito in the amber. Yeah. We call this amber.
2: Yeah. And that's
1: exactly, if that place existed, that's exactly how it would go. It would be very Disney-fi like that with a cartoon character inducing everything. It's, yeah. it's exactly, if this existed in real life, how that park would play out.
3: That's what I like about that, mm-hmm. the little attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And he gets mad when they try to break out. He's like, "It's a ride, you know." <laughs> They're yeah. trying to
0: get out of the the seat belt. and he's like, it's, "It's kind of a ride." Yeah. yeah, that part that
2: part always confused me. I was like, "You're not going to get locked in there the whole weekend, you know?" Like, when the ride's over, we can go check out where the dinosaurs are being yeah. born. But yeah. then they had to rip out. I don't know. It was, it was funny that I guess it, it, it displayed the urgency of it that they don't care. They didn't care that it was an amusement park. They were so mate infatuated the fact that there are dinosaurs now. I don't give a shit that you yeah. have this cool It was. it's kind of like uh, what's that ride you guys are just on uh, at Disney World the, the, the Carousel of Progress, Carousel of Progress. Yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. kind of like that they don't strap you in though. the different stages, yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. And there's I no love that ride. old guy singing it's a grand oh. old world but yeah. can, I,
3: can I say
4: it's <laughs> a great big beautiful tomorrow yeah. <laughs> there's
2: a lot of seatbelt humor in this movie
3: <laughs> 'Cause the one on the helicopter where Grant yeah. doesn't work and he ties it and he just smiles. Which I it's just it's it's like a throwaway scene. <laughs> I don't know why it's in there where it's gets two of the same I I maybe yeah. it's foreshadowing that things just don't work. Yeah, yeah that's probably I, what it is. It's just like And that smile he gives when he ties it together, it's like, Oh, he's resourceful. You know, he's, right, he's yeah. kinda mm-hmm. like little character touches there.
4: Maybe that, that was the purpose of it, to show that he's easygoing and resourceful.
3: I love yeah, I think that's it, it definitely hints at his personality, and mm-hmm. I, I just love his character. I've always been drawn to his character in this movie, that gruff. I think that's why I don't like that the kids in there, because it kind of softens them too much. I like kind of he's just kind of, you know...
4: I think maybe they put the kids in there, so that way kids seeing it... Yeah, they would... They would feel a little bit more immersed yeah. and be able to relate to the story better because there were kids there. Yeah.
0: Are you
1: saying kids <laughs> yeah. would be able to relate to John Hammond?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm
1: saying.
0: I, I mean, like, they'd yeah. be
4: bored with him yeah. just talking. You know, they, they yeah. needed something um, that they felt like they could relate to, I think yeah. is probably why they put the, and that's why they chose a boy
2: Obviously. and a girl. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, did you read the book. Were the were the kids in the book?
1: I think the kids were in the book. I don't think that they were as heavily emphasized, and I think the reason... I, th- I know Spielberg um, said he was drawn to the story, because he really wanted to tell a story about mm-hmm. this guy who was reluctant to have kids, and eventually had kids. It might have been where Spielberg was in his life at that time, where he was starting to have kids himself. Yeah, And maybe that was the thread line I think he was really excited to tell. I remember listening to an interview that he wanted to see because Grant was reluctant to have children and he was kind of anti-children at the beginning but then he gradually becomes a
3: father figure mm-hmm. through the course of protecting these
1: kids mm-hmm. throughout so,
0: the
3: So moment. that's the storyline that drew him in. It <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> Thank God. It's fun, as a kid, I did, that meant, I did. <laughs> to me. <Yeah. laughs> A movie about that? He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he reads Jurassic Park. He's like, man, this the other stuff is not interesting at all. But the story about this kid that doesn't want to have kids. Hey, I wasn't have been yeah. my approach admittedly, but that was what drew me. I up. love Spielberg, but I hate stuff like that. Like yeah. just. It's the dinosaurs. That's the draw <laughs> for... <laughs> yeah, people original... made dinosaurs out of the frog DNA. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. To me, that's the draw. You know, that's,
4: The thing you that know? bothers me about that is you can have a great love and appreciation for kids, but just not want to have your own. Yeah. Why is that bad? Yeah. Why do you have to be tortured through a park with dinosaurs to make you, you know, to have someone prove to you or whatever that, oh, you need to have kids. This is why you should have kids. I think it's BS. Yeah. Uh. And That's
2: yeah.
0: my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's no, true. You know I, I, mean? I know what you mean. I yeah. think,
2: I think, maybe I've seen this movie too much. Um, <laughs> but early on, I think that he hated kids. Like yeah. I don't think yeah. he, it yeah. wasn't that he just didn't want to have kids. I think he did not want to be around kids. Because he, he, um, I know he has a line like, "Oh, you actually want to have one of those?" He said, he that, said that to Ellie. Smell. But um, it, just, it didn't seem like he had any interest in them at all. And then at the end, he at least appreciated kids but at the same point we know three movies later that he actually never had them but I don't know it's uh,
4: well it could be too I mean when you're a scientist like that and you're a doctor and you devote your life to something as meticulous and delicate as you know paleontology I, I don't really feel like kids are they don't fit into that world yeah. They don't fit into what you're doing, and you're being you're around sensitive fossils and things like that. Kids ruin that stuff. Yeah, you know they they kick things over. Yeah. you know, and yeah. so I think he probably just had a negative perception of kids, just probably from his own experiences, and what he maybe what he saw. I don't know. I'm going really deep here into Dr. No. Grant. Well, it's
3: okay to go deep
0: because he's a digger. <laughs> 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 oh my <laughs> god.
2: Boom. <laughs> You'll never get (laughs) grants out of Montana. And (laughs) also, think about it.
4: A kid wouldn't really fit into that lifestyle. He travels, he's outside all day, he's, you know, maybe he was a career man.
3: The Badlands are not a child-friendly area. Uh, No. No. But there was a kid there. There was a kid that got... That got threatened by the Raptor
2: dog. <laughs> I tried to find that kid. The yeah. kid that and he looks exactly, exactly the same. I don't oh, know. He's been in a few. Movies. He
4: was in a Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah. He got, played the kid in the Freddy Krueger movie, and he looked just as with creepy the giant
2: eyes. So he's getting
4: threatened
3: yes. by large yeah, people <laughs> holding things in their hands. That's that's a good kid character
1: there. He's yeah. batty and know it all, yeah. and he yeah. gets put in this place. That's a good. Uh, that's a good. I kid like. Character. That's yeah. what I
2: like. I mean I he was in a few episodes of Full House. <laughs> there so you go. Okay. Old Full
1: House.
2: Well,
1: that was an upgrade then at the Jurassic. That's
4: yeah. a <laughs> he's very strange. He is like a really creepy-looking kid.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: No I, offense to this I,
3: kid. I guess we're in a, the th- the time we're talking about the kids. Like I, I guess the move for me, and I love this movie, and it doesn't degrade my love of this movie. I think this is one of my favorite movies, and it
2: doesn't hurt my feelings if
3: you guys don't like. No, this movie. No, no, no. I, I don't, like it. I just I, can't
4: stand it. No, no all I
3: just, I think when the movie starts out, when you watch it, it's like it starts out really dark. I think if it's had more of an adult checking it out, it, it could just kind of sustain that a little... Not too dark, but kind of, you know, the, mm-hmm. that kind of aspect of it. The kids try to lighten it up, and you know you know, the kids aren't going to die, I guess. Exactly. It takes some way to... However, the scenes with the raptors and the kids in the kitchen is one of the best action scenes. And that
4: really... That's yeah. terrifying. This movie was so it suspenseful. It yeah. really was.
2: Yeah, the the one moment where... Of his reflection in the yeah. the door, that was that was like the most thrilling part of the movie. I, I like. love the like, jello. That kid is gonna die now, and yeah, he doesn't. The jello. <laughs>
4: when she was sitting there, and you could see the jell shaking yeah. and yeah. the look yeah. in her face, that I was like, oh snap! And then yeah. right after that, you see his reflection. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah,
3: that was great. But, oh, is that when she's trying to pull? She's trying to pull the thing down, or yeah, yeah so right it is. looks
2: like she can't get the door. Oh down.
3: yeah, in the kitchen, and then it's a reflection, and it runs out. Did she do that
2: on purpose, or is she? Can never tell I'm so. guessing she. I don't. She you don't know. My right. guess is she was freaked. Her ship. She, uh, she was freaked out, anyways, yeah. and she was trying to close it. And then it was like, oh shit. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna get out of yeah. here now. Yeah, <laughs> but, I was uh, always
1: terrified when. Um, I think she thinks that she's come across Samuel L. Jackson again after he went out to look for things, and he finds
0: Who, his hand. Who, which she? Oh, Lord Dern. Dern. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, then she's,
1: she, mm-hmm. and I think she also, there's another scene with Lord Dern where she gets really excited, like, this is going great, and the raptors burst through the wall behind her, and mm-hmm. she gets scared again. That's yeah, all in that like, moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's yeah. an amazing, like, scene and, like, sequence where they're just going, Yeah, it's a, I
4: would like yeah. it, because, you know, I just have a dislike for the kid, the girl mostly <laughs> So the little boy can stay But I think it would be more I, for As an adult I think I would I, I would like to see The story with adults Like if Laura Dern
0: mm-hmm.
4: Was in Jurassic Park With Dr. Grant And maybe even oh. Jeff Goldblum Like three adults In that situation Kind of like Jurassic World mm-hmm. yeah. There are kids In Jurassic World But they're not quite They're not the main focus Like th- in Jurassic Park
1: I thought they were okay In Jurassic Park They didn't bother me At
2: all in Jurassic That's what World. I mean Because yeah, they weren't they Really were. the
4: main focus The main focus was Chris Pratt and the Red Yeah um with the wig, that definitely looks like a wig.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs>
4: Mark, we are were in the movie theater seeing that Mark the bird's to room, he goes, You think that's a wig?
1: <laughs> that's the <laughs> one thing like, that Mark yes, was focusing on during that movie. So. <laughs> yes I do. Uh, anyway. Uh but yeah, I mean I, I I think the sequences, like you said, you guys are, are amazing. And yeah. The raptors are are going through the kitchen again, they're moving like animals and like they're curious about the kitchen, they're stepping over like utensils and stuff mm-hmm. and fighting with each other. I like how they're still threatening, but they're still acting like animals. The way mm-hmm. animals would... The raptors would, you know, move around that kitchen looking
2: for their prey, you know? Yeah. Um, did and, you guys ever see the, the original mock-up <laughs> of that, that scene where they did it in Claymation? Yeah. I might have, yeah. yeah. A while Apparently a Spielberg was, like, furious after they built it, after they first did that in Claymation, because they didn't tell him that they had... It, it's exactly the same, but all in Claymation, but... All the raptors stick out their tongue like snakes, where it's like, yeah. whoop, whoop. and he was like, I guess Spielberg ah, ah, lost his shit so like, there's no evidence that dinosaurs ever did that because it looks like they're sticking their tongue <laughs> yeah. out and like trying. And then, so I guess the one thing that they did do is where the dinosaur sticks his tongue the raptor sticks his tongue out to t- touch the ladle, you know? Right. But it yeah. was like, you to watch that, it was, they were trying to be as close to dinosaurs as possible, but right. there was definitely some wires crossed there. That, that was really funny. Wow. So you yeah. know, uh, uh I was a huge dinosaur person
3: going into this movie. Like, I would buy books about dinosaurs that classified them and told you about them.
4: And books about movies about dinosaurs.
3: Yeah, books about movies about <laughs> dinosaurs, <laughs> too. Right. Uh, and when I, I remember when this movie was coming out and they were showing the stuff about the Velociraptors. like, those look like a dinosaur called Deinonychus. It's like, they look exactly like this Deinonychus I've been reading about, like a small mm-hmm. dinosaur. It's like, I've never heard of a Velociraptor before. Neither have I. Yeah. the first time I've heard of it. Well, I was just re- recently reading the reason that I thought that is because these, the dinosaurs in the movie are actually Dinonychus. In the book, uh, Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton thought Velociraptor sounded more dramatic. Velociraptor is actually a different type of dinosaur. They're like the size of turkeys. Yeah. They're, like, they're smaller That's and more feathered. So, he, but, he, he did... He, this is, the Velociraptors are actually a dinosaur called Dinonychus. But he he thought it was a more dramatic sound mm-hmm. sound called Velociraptor. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Velociraptor yeah. is a more dramatic sound. Yeah. He could shorten it to Raptor and make yeah. it like a So,
2: so that
4: sounds scarier. They
2: should just switch yeah. the names in the books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna call that a raptor it from now on.
0: Or you
4: yeah. could have just called it Nikus. I mean that's yeah. kind of
3: yeah. Raptors, Nicus too. I mean it was yeah. a great dramatically, I think it was a great great choice, yeah. but it's not. And then they, That's the, why I was confused. You know who got really screwed on this? Were the Toronto
1: Raptors.
2: Yeah, Because <laughs> they yeah. are
3: thinking they're named after the... <laughs> the Toronto Dionysus doesn't <laughs> roll off the
2: mountain. Yeah, Or the uh, well, roller coaster at Cedar Point, the Raptor. Yeah, I'm sure that yeah. was oh, Dionysus. Like, Yeah. I would assume that ride was after the movie. But, oh, yeah, no. I think I was yeah. thinking after yeah. that.
0: Yeah.
1: Nobody knew anything about Velociraptors until Jurassic Park. You knew about the T-Rex, you knew about Rontosaurus, Triceratops, all that stuff was well known. Raptors were like very obscure until that movie. Now they're as famous as any dinosaur. Now you know it's a fraud. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> My knowledge of it is very. <laughs> I know that I just got screwed out of some royalty money. <laughs>
2: so that really added the mystery to the movie. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, As a even someone that mm-hmm. uh, adult as a kid, they were all pretty new to me. You know, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and I remember it was very.
3: Before dinosaurs had always been depicted with their tails touching the ground. Mm-hmm. This was like the first movie. this was like one of the first presentations where they had the new tails were kinda of bounced. Yeah. The tails would like go straight out. I remember that, that was a big thing in, you know, dinosaur.
2: Yeah. And it looks more predatory. Like yeah. like a tiger or a cat where it's, yeah, it's, it's more, more yeah. Yeah,
3: if you watch a so. cat, you watch you know, we watch Sabrina, you know our tail just kinda of bounces as mm-hmm. she walks around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Um, yeah, you know, the Raptors are amazing in this movie. Like, yeah. you know, as so the T Rex. I mean, they're all amazing in their own way. But you know, really, the villainous dinosaurs are the ones that always stood out in this movie because it is a thriller.
3: Yeah. You know. Well, like you said earlier, I I think the T Rex scene, you know, its emergence, the T Rex emergence, one of the best.
4: The one where he where he's going he comes to the out kids of the, in the car oh. when they're in the car.
3: Yeah, where's yeah. One of the best. Yeah. That's one of the best scenes because it. it there's no music playing you just hear that you just see the water shake and then you see you hear that those wires that sound of the wires Mm -hmm. oh man i mean that's just so good you know I i would just say like
1: we were thinking about like different roles in this movie like i think the most incompetent employee they have is the guy in charge of triceratops poop (laughs) <laughs> he seems completely hapless as to what to do. Laura Dern
3: finally shows up. Like, what's wrong with him? because I don't know. I'm like, well, yeah. what's yeah. your job? And how does <laughs> she know? She's a plant, but like a she's like a yeah. fossil plant oh, yeah. person. She's not like a
2: dinosaur. She's Laura
4: Dern. She Okay, knows I'm, I'm
2: a I'm not here to judge. she's a woman. This. Women yeah.
4: know these things. Yeah,
2: and to me, that's the biggest hole in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And I think in the book, which I hadn't, I've never read. But they talk about these dinosaurs being sick, and they mm-hmm. say the Triceratops is sick. They say maybe it's because uh, they're eating this plant, and then the Brontosaurus or Brachiosaurus uh. is sick. But why? And they exactly. don't—they never tell us why. We, um, yeah. and, and they were saying maybe it's because they're eating uh, the um, whatever the heck that plant was, and the guy was like, "No, they don't eat them plants." And it's like, why? A lot. Most movies, if there's a reason for something, mm-hmm. there's a resolve. Or yes. there's there, why was the thing sick? And you never, we never find out where they're. Sick. I think it was a plot yeah.
3: device to get them away from the other guys when they go back in the Trinosaur, so that they get them to, so that they get back in that car oh. and they drive back to the. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was more or less that. I think that's just because it was sick maybe. and laying Yeah. You so she's yeah. like, then why was the Bronosaurus
2: sick then? I guess just because yeah. it sneezed on her and it made it fun- or Brachiosaurus. Yeah, like, yeah, they did. Like,
3: oh, oh, yeah. Was, yeah. there is a there is
2: a, there's a, there's a <laughs> yeah. a sick dinosaurs. Yeah. Maybe
3: they're changing gen- sex. <laughs> six
2: yeah. To six. Oh,
3: yeah, there you go. I did Maybe read.
2: I did read, and it was like, uh, and it was just one blog, and I didn't know if it was real, but yeah. it was like Spielberg just said, "Oh, we didn't have enough time to resolve that," and it's like, yeah. "Okay, well, what was the result? Yeah. Why yeah. was? Yeah. Why were they sick?" Maybe yeah. it was because they were. Why well, right. even have that scene
1: in the movie in the first yeah. place? Well, when
2: we so. know that they there that it wasn't fatal because in the second one, the park. Just the walls, they lose control of Isla Nubar, the other, or yeah. Isla, and then the dinosaurs live. And they're fine without any yeah. human interaction. So, I don't know. And that was another, I'm, right. I'm going too deep into this. No, 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 that's sorry. exactly what
3: we wanted to do. they have a second island in the second So one? this was,
2: East. East one is Isla Sorna, one is Isla Nubar. Yeah. I believe this took place on Isla Nubar, and then two was on Isla Sorna. Yeah, or vice versa, one or yeah. the other. Like, and, and then three like
3: three was on the other right?
2: Three was on, and no, I think three and two are on the same island. And then on Jurassic World, they go back to the other one. The Jurassic World are in the, in the that first island. One. Yeah, yeah. One. I mean, in, like two, two, three, they had a lot of things in the first one, or one big one that that would pretty much make two impossible if things were true in the first one. And the first one, they said that they have that lysine contingency. Where yeah. if they don't feed these animals lysine, lysine, and we just were like, yeah, okay. If they don't feed the thing lysine, they'll die. Yeah. And that was their big security feature. And then, sure enough, it was like the second line that um, Doctor, or Dr. Hammond said in the second movie was like, oh, they just eat this plant that has lysine in it, and they all don't die. And it was just very Maybe funny. That, yeah. Because yeah. all the dinosaurs should have just been dead once they leave the island. Nobody's feeding these dinosaurs yeah. lysine, and the movie's over, the plot's over, everything's over. But maybe
4: the dinosaurs were sick in the beginning because they weren't getting enough of that or weren't yeah. being fed it. Or yeah. He thought it was in the plant, maybe it wasn't, I don't know.
3: Yeah, it could have been like having yeah. to do with There isn't that. a lot of people working on this island yeah. <laughs> that you would think that would need to sustain the. Yeah.
2: And that part it's yeah. always confused me, maybe you guys know, but like um I was confused by it. all of a sudden everybody was leaving the island. Uh, it was because of it was because of the hurricane was coming. I don't know, because, uh, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's getting on the horn. He's like, you guys have to be on the boat 700 hours and get yeah. the heck off the island. It's like, yeah. This isn't this isn't a Toys R Us. You just close the doors, you know? You right. People have to take care of these yeah. dinosaurs. Because right. the way they had it, it was like, everyone is leaving. The way that they were implying yeah. it, it, was like, everyone has to leave. It was like, well, How is that
1: there was a, it was a very responsible organization at yeah. <laughs> the get go for a number huh. of reasons. Well, but. I think, well, in
3: the, in the beginning, where, uh, what's his name? Nigra. Nedry, Nidri. he's on Costa Rica. Oh, Nedry, ne- yeah, 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 Nedry, yeah. On Nedry, yeah Nedry. Nedry. Sorry, I never really get
1: his name. I always call him Wayne.
2: It's <laughs> mostly Dennis in the movie, like,
1: yeah. Dennis, know. yeah, Dennis. So I, I like name.
3: giving people second chances,
2: Dennis. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where he, he meets uh, Dotson,
3: Dotson, Dotson.
2: Yeah. yeah, when he's in Costa Rica, yeah,
3: yeah, Dotson, Dotson. No one cares. Um, but he's in Costa Rica like the day before. Mm-hmm. So I think they jump. Costa Rica is where I think where a lot of people that work on the island live. Because right. um,
1: Costa Rica is only hundred miles or so oh, yeah. off of, so I think they go back and forth. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they don't and live on that bad. island. I don't, I don't think they, always they always just don't resident. say that,
2: but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah why, they why would he be just chilling in Costa Rica? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they, Costa
1: Rica and Isla Nuba are like uh, Key West and, and Cuba. Like they're like really close yeah. together. Gotcha. You know, you that can get there. Sense. It's like 120 miles away, or and
4: so. maybe Sam Jackson was telling everybody to get off because obviously, if a hurricane hits, you lose power. The fences won't work. It becomes a very dangerous place. Yeah, and I mean, hurricanes usually only last a day or two. I mean, they're not. It's not like they're.
3: I think it was more like a tropical storm. Events. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think.
2: They look like hurricanes. They said exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. They lost Somebody power. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and really, all it was was to make it muddy and rainy. So uh-huh. Ray Knight or whatever his name is, uh, Nedry yeah. goes off the road and gets attacked by dinosaurs and dinosaurs. What's, the little dinosaur that, yeah. what's
4: the little dinosaur that ends up killing him in the car?
2: The Diplo... It has like um, has
4: the, the thing that comes in. Sh-
3: that dinosaur doesn't have the spit or that cobra thing either. That, well, that, know, that was that was made for it. They me. went a little gremlin with that. <laughs> it yeah. 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 Um,
1: yeah. It was a great sequence, though. Yeah, I it was. Was, Those yeah. Uh-huh. pop up. It was yeah. a great or Did creature. you just
4: see the car shake? Yeah. Because yeah. oh we learn
2: about that dinosaur. It's one of the first ones we hear... In yeah. The har, where yeah. they talk about the spitting venom, and we talk about uh, the colorful mane or whatever they call it, but we yeah. don't get to see it. No. And then it comes back later on. because We're like, that's a lot of information to learn about a dinosaur. But we don't get to see it, and yeah, then it comes it back is. later on in the movie. But, you see it, and it also yeah. sets
1: up a great deal of sequels because that's when he loses the embryos and they get buried in the mud. And you mm-hmm. say, okay, this is they're going to continue on even after these dinosaurs leave. There are going to be more and more Did dinosaurs
3: that? coming that? through. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that, that shows the like the disappointment of the you can't when they drive up to the, <laughs> and all the dinosaurs aren't there and they're trying to coax them and, yeah. and uh, none of them are showing up and just you know
2: that's the first reason all this thing will, will never work because you'd never be able to safely see yeah. these animals and I think that was a literary tactic or movie tactic or you want to call it to kind of reference back to what Ebert was wanting. I think Ebert was probably wanting mm-hmm. that to be how the movie started mm-hmm. where you yeah. they're not in the field Meet, seeing all these dinosaurs in the field. Right. If you if the movie if that whole part's cut out and they just don't see the dinosaurs and then they're in the car and they're like I don't even see dinosaurs yeah. then the tension's really going to start mm-hmm. to build. It does. Yeah. But then yeah. It, then to me then the dinosaurs turn into villains. They don't turn in. They're and not. They're not this majestic pe- beast. Yeah. yeah. I think
1: yeah. it it really is trying to establish a different yeah. dynamic than Jaws. Jaws it, like they build up the shark as a killing machine. It just eats, makes baby sharks, and that's pretty much what it does. Jaws was a father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> might have been mother and father. You know, know. But in a lot of it it was really more about those characters and the relationships and how they built mm-hmm. over. It's a great movie, but Jurassic Park, I think, is really trying to give you like immerse you in a new world altogether, mm-hmm. and good and bad. They want mm-hmm. you to see the dinosaurs immediately, and you know the, the villainous dinosaurs or the, the carnivorous dinosaurs are the ones that are hidden, like T Rex mm-hmm. and the Raptors. They don't come out until their sequences, and they're great. But you know the, the you need to see the majesty of the the Brachiosauruses too, mm-hmm. you know, just to get the variety of different dinosaurs. Well, mm-hmm. I think
4: too, there's always been a lot of confusion around this movie. It's not a scary movie. It's not supposed to be a horror, scary movie. Some people, I think, if you view it from that perspective, then you might be a little disappointed.
0: Maybe, well, I think the you know sequences
4: know I mean? that are thrilling
1: are very thrilling. They're thrilling, and scary, but it's yeah. not.
4: I guess my point is, it isn't supposed to be like Freddy Krueger. No, you know, it's not a horror movie. That's not the point. But if you yeah. go into it thinking that way, you are going to be disappointed because
1: you they're adventure thrills. Yeah, Their exactly. Thrills. You don't
4: have yeah. that same thrill of the Jaws music and never seeing the the killer or anything like that. It's not a killer movie. It's not supposed to be.
1: No, mm-hmm. although people do die in this movie. Well, people know? die. In fun ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
4: but I mean, people die in a lot of movies that yeah. it's not a scary. Like a horror, it's not supposed to be a horror movie. I, it's obviously thrilling because of the situation. Mm-hmm.
1: I yeah. did feel bad when the but, lawyer got eaten on the toilet. I did feel oh, bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that! I love it. I just felt that. bad for the guy. Yeah. Like I know he wasn't a great guy, but I just like just that's a terrible way to die when you're on the toilet.
2: You know, it's not the worst step. Well,
4: he but, wasn't but, sitting. I mean, he was only sitting there. He wasn't using the bathroom.
2: No, but still, it's not the yeah. worst. Was that the origination of "when you gotta go, you gotta go"? Or was that a saying before? You know, like he when he runs to the job, yeah. like. You gotta go. You gotta go. Is that even a? Say? I just feel like I've said that my whole life. But is it because of that movie, or was that know, a yeah. saying before that
0: movie? But I, I don't think know. There was
4: like a '90s commercial. Cause so I remember, I remember a like a, a um, jingle. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go right now. Oh, gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. Gotta go. Or yeah. whatever. What? I don't know where that came from. But I'm wondering if maybe it was that, and then people were yeah. like, When you gotta go, you gotta go. Might have been the tagline yeah. or something. I don't know.
1: There might have been, uh, yeah, I think it might have been something in the in the culture, but, yeah. you know, it probably is amplified because that scene, is yeah. so yeah. relevant in people's minds, you know. Yeah. It, I don't that know.
4: guy was a jerk, though. Yeah, he, he left yeah, the he kids, was, he and he left everybody for himself.
1: Oh, well, he, he was an asshole. Although he was kind of a cliched lawyer asshole, you yeah. know, there's no yeah. depth to his character. Oh, right he's
2: though. such a dweeb, like, slip, slipping on the rocks when he's going yeah. into the mine in the <laughs> first, first the yeah, second scene, yeah. and... You know he's, you know, all trying to play that tough guy in the car when they're driving in, yeah. and he flubs his line, which I've seen it too many times to note, notice that he flubs a line. So it's like making me sound he even really more flubs like a line? to my opinion, it doesn't make sense the way he says it. If he says, "If if they're not convinced, I'm not convinced." You remember he says yes, that. He's like, yeah. "But that doesn't make sense." It, it, I'm you're trying to convince me, right? If yeah. I'm if I'm coming yeah. to your park, yeah. I should say if I'm not convinced, those guys aren't going to be exactly. Convinced. But he says, "If they're not convinced, I'm not. I don't care if you're convinced." So that's stupid shit that yeah. I should not notice, right. but I've seen this movie way too many times you're And it's a bit ridiculous. Like maybe he, but it, it, I think it's um, something. It's may, maybe but. he's
4: saying that because they're the doc. They're the um expertise they're the professionals so maybe he's saying if they don't believe it then i'm not going to believe it because if anybody would believe it they'd be the ones to believe it yeah well he's talking (laughs) about his investors he's talking about the investors investors. like if if, 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 okay because his job
2: is to go in and make is improve that the park is legitimate the second he dies you know it's over like (laughs) i know that Hammond's still like i want this park to thrive still we can still do it and he's like i don't
1: well, but. there's a great antidote to that character, too. Like, yeah. uh, that, I, I listened to an interview with Jeff Goldblum, like, years back. which I, I love this story. It's one of my favorite, like, behind-the-scenes stories in any, mm-hmm. any movie. And it's probably years after the movie was released. Where he said that he met with the actor who played the lawyer at an airport before they were both going over to film the movie. And it was the first time they had met. And he just found out through conversation that the guy was playing the lawyer. And so the guy who plays the lawyer tells Jeff Goldblum, Hey! I have this great idea that I think is going to really help the movie really well, make it really exciting. He's like, I was wondering that instead of me getting eaten by the T-Rex, maybe your character gets eaten by the T-Rex instead. He's talking it to Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> wow. But he says, but Jeff Goldblum was charmed by, like, I know, he was just an actor where he gets really immersed in his character and he was protecting the character. I think Jeff Goldblum was polite. I think the guy just wanted more screens, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But that was hilarious that their Very lawyer funny, yeah. wanted, wanted to try and get Goldblum eaten by the T-Rex instead.
2: Yeah. Well, he almost did. Yeah, he did. Yes, but yeah, no. That's... Thank
4: God for that. Whenever it was, leap or whatever that I covered him.
2: Yeah, that's. Uh, that was.
3: I remember when he he. There's another line he says that when they're when they're looking at the the scientist. He says is that is that auto auto autoerotic?
1: erotic. Auto <laughs> yeah, <thing? yeah>, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: He's yeah, trying to animatronic, say electronic, yeah. He
1: yeah. says autoerotic. erotic. <laughs> Which is embarrassing, you know.
4: Who, Jeff Goldblum says that? No, the, the lawyer,
1: lawyer. The lawyer says yeah. that.
4: That guy just couldn't get his lines right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But I think that was...
3: No, that was or, intentionally supposed to be, yeah. like, a jokey line. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
3: It's not that that funny, but I just remember that line. Is that... Is that... The funniest line in the movie is is when Hammond... It's the scene where Jeff Goldblum is shirtless, and Hammond says, Well, when Disney World opened up that problems, he's like, yeah, but when... Pirates of the Caribbean just breaks down that pirates don't eat the tourists. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was a great line. That's one of my favorite lines yeah.
3: in the movie. Which,
4: yeah. that's uh, always still makes me laugh about our experience on pirates. Yeah. With oh, Yeah.
1: yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I couldn't stop laughing. We're on the ride and even right before the big disc goes Oh, thanks on. for
1: bringing this up on the <laughs> I think we've already covered this uh, a couple... I wasn't scared of Pirates on the Grid. No, I wasn't crew saying you were. Did you scream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was, but he, I was terrified. No. I thought you were literally
0: going to eat me. No, All but right. he
4: I think he, you guys yeah. were in like, we were behind you. You were in the seat in front of us. Right. And I'd never been on it before. You know, they have been on it, so I didn't know what was coming up. And Scott says, oh, the drop is coming. You know, it's dark.
0: Yeah.
4: And then <laughs> we're in the boat, and we're getting ready to go. And you yeah, know like, It gets real bumpy for a couple <clears throat> waves before you go down.
0: Yeah.
4: It's quiet, and Sean goes, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Which is a total natural reaction, and all, everybody else in the boat was thinking and feeling right. that. But John just said it, and I couldn't stop laughing.
1: Well, I just figured, might as well be honest about (laughs) it. Honest about (laughs) the situation, (laughs) and not try to Just make me
4: laugh so hard. No, I love it, and I'm not trying to teach you in a bad way. I just thought it was so funny. That's (laughs) fine. I feel like the lawyer in
1: Jurassic Park
0: right
3: now. (laughs) I was also eaten
1: by it. Like, uh, I was attacked by a lawyer
0: and stuff. We
3: didn't go on the Jurassic Park ride in uh. Um, Universal because not? we didn't want to get wet. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not really. Well, we actually could have been on a
1: Jurassic Park ride and we, when we went through the, uh, at, at Universal, you do have a complete replica of the, uh, the gate. The center. The, the center, gate, like, the center yeah, yeah. And, it, and it actually looks really cool, I thought, you know. Scott, I think you were a little less impressed by it, you said.
2: Wait, yeah. there's a whole center? I, yeah, like, were it looks you, just yeah. like, like, the
4: movie, like the the, the main room The rotunda
2: building? thing? Oh, no, yeah. I didn't see that. I was there a couple years yeah. ago, or probably ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah I know. I, I don't know why I was unimpressed, because... I was watching this movie, he's like, oh, it's a, it looks the same. Yeah, I thought it was That's what I was like. I was blown like, This is exactly yeah. like this. I kind of like, I don't know. It, it lacks something.
1: That's funny. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe I'm just not impressed by the design of the movie. You might not be. You're just like, hey, hey.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm not impressed, Spielberg. Show me something a little more authentic. Yeah.
3: That's, hey, if you weren't yeah. paying so much attention to the kids' storyline, you could have oh got, got the center just spot on. Um, I, I will say this. Like, I was definitely
1: uh, uh, Definitely got into the, the the philosophical debates in this movie as I as I left the movie because it's like I just assumed it would be cool to create dinosaurs, but this movie really shows you that when you start meddling with science, that there are ramifications beyond mm-hmm. the initial act, and just like you know the chaos theories, like one action could you know, lead to, a, like, a huge downfall because dinosaurs were not meant to ex- coexist with man. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's one of those things where you start, like, okay, yeah, like, you have to be careful. Just because you can do something, you have the capabilities of doing something, doesn't mean you should.
4: Well, that's, like, the rules of life. It, it is. Just because you can do something doesn't mean it's always the right thing to do or you should do it.
1: No matter how cool those dinosaurs Like me,
4: were. I shouldn't have brought up Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: <laughs> I <shouldn't.
4: laughs> but I did, because you know? I could. And
1: then there are <laughs> ramifications to that, you know, because now... Podcast, you know, people listening to this podcast for several, several years,
2: are gonna mm-hmm. feel <laughs> <terror> <laughs> they're gonna the feel terror. They're gonna feel like
4: we were there, there, the were there with us on the
2: ride. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Talking about, I just, I have a question. There are, this is one of the bigger questions I have about this movie. I feel like I've seen a lot of it, but i uh, I've, I've I've, seen, I've known, I know too much about the movie. Yeah. But one of the biggest questions I have, other than the, the reason why they're sick is and it's very small it's a quick moment i just want to know what you guys thought about it when um remember when they are in the scene where they're tra- where the girl finally explains why she keeps talking about being a hacker right. in the movie mm-hmm. and then the dinosaurs come through the glass and then you hear the gunshots and then dr hammond screams mm-hmm. don't yeah why does he yell don't like to me it sounds like he's saying don't shoot the dinosaur and he's it, it, to me for a longest time. I was thinking, is he conflicted? And he like loves the shit out of those dinosaurs more than he does about his grandkids. Or am I just reading way too much into it? And he's just yelling, "Don't, don't hurt my babies!" Because part of me was like, this guy just doesn't want you to shoot his dinosaurs, even though they're about to kill my my grandkids.
1: That's a good question. I think it goes into John Hammond's character, which I always found fascinating because um, John Hammond, I he's kind of in this movie at least he's modeled a little bit after Walt Disney I think in some ways not in all ways but in some ways and you know sometimes you fall so much much in love with your vision and your dream and that's like a theme in a lot of movies you see (laughs) you become obsessed with it and that sometimes can become more important to you than the things that really matter. And I think Hammond eventually gets out of that in I this movie. Yeah. Because he does start to love his grandkids again. Towards the, I mean, he always Hopefully loved he them. Hopefully he
4: never stopped loving No, he,
1: he, I think he always loved them, yeah. but I think his priorities... I've I known people like this, too. Like, they're good people, but they get so entangled in what they're doing and they're kind of obsessed with it that they start... Uh, accidentally ignoring everything else around them because they're so yeah. focused on one thing.
2: And that's where I was thinking, is that is that where yeah. Hammond is in that? And maybe it's too d- deep for such a movie, but I was <laughs> like, is this guy really... want? I mean, at the very end, when uh, he says that he doesn't have faith in this park either, yeah. but it was like, at that point, I still wasn't sold that he cared more about his grandkids than he did the dinosaurs, so that part was a little weird to me. Yeah, I-,
1: I, I think
3: know. that... Did you, did, what do you think about his character? Do you think that's true, like that... He cared about the dinosaurs more than his grandkids? Yeah. He wanted his grandkids to, like, you know, try... I think the theory is that he was in the hope that the grandkids would help Grant and um, Lord Doran's character and everybody kind of see it through their eyes and then sign off on it more. Yeah, So I think
2: that he did have, like, an ulterior motive there. Yeah, because he called him his target audience. He didn't say my grandkids. He said... They're gonna take along your, our target audience on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: So I think there was a lot of that. I, I think he did. I don't think he ever stopped loving them, but I think he realized because you know, one of the last moments of the of the of the movie is Alan Gant, Grant comes out and he says, "I'm I am Mr. Hammond. I am not going to sign off on your park." And he says, "Neither am I." Yeah. <laughs> and he put, drives away. Yeah.
1: Do you think he's a good man, or do you think that he's kind of a villainous character, or is it in
3: between? I would, that's I, I think he reality hit him and he's just like his passion project is anybody's passion project that they do and they think it's gonna be great and it collapses Yeah, anything creative you do and it doesn't work out the way you want I think there's a lot of disappointment oh and yeah you, you really you hold on as long as you possibly can and I think it just he held on to people actually dying and like his creation killing people but it wouldn't have killed anybody if 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 you know Nedry didn't you know do what he did. I mean, it took a lot to actually make it create a scenario where they were in, in danger. But it was already dangerous because you saw the opening scene where the raptors were just killing yeah. people. So.
4: Well, anytime that you have humans and dinosaurs or humans and wild animals right. is a dangerous setting. Yeah. I mean, regardless of how well behaved the animal might be, I mean, they're an animal at heart. So if you put them in a certain situation and you get them you know, excited or angry. I mean, they're going to respond in that kind of way because they are an animal.
0: Yeah,
3: and that's what Laura Duren says in that speech. Yeah. They're going to defend themselves exactly. violently, you know. They're animals, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I'm also wondering, like, this a raptor any more dangerous than a lion or a tiger in those scenarios?
3: Well, these raptors are. Yeah, because they're intelligent, They got cheetah right? speed and it's yeah. intelligent. And yeah. I mean, they gave raptors a lot of stuff. It's like they gave <laughs> them superhuman power. If
4: an animal yeah. feels threatened by you, even domestic cats, a dog, if an animal feels threatened by a human, they're going to yeah. respond in an angry yeah. way they're yeah. going to defend themselves they're going right. to go uh, you know attack you yeah.
0: I mean,
2: I that's what would, they do yeah and then, like as far as the story if it were real life I feel like even if Nedry it wouldn't have with Nedry it probably would have happened in some yeah, other way it would have eventually yeah. come crashing down mm-hmm. I do think that it is all Hammond's fault for not realizing the fact that it that it was too dangerous to do it was yeah. too much to try yeah but, but it wasn't but it, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard. Like, it was his fault because right. he's the he's the guy that that created it, and, and he he didn't see the warning signs. But I don't see him as the villain. Like, you're asking, do you see him as the villain? I don't. Yeah. I don't see yeah. Him as the villain. yeah. 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 Well, because I love like I think as a, as a as a spectator of the movie, I love that character, and I wa- I rooted for him. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to go well for him, but. It was his fault. It was. <laughs> so it is his fault.
1: Yeah. And it's not that he's a bad guy per se. Like he's an evil man at heart. I think he's a. Yeah. He was just a guy who got carried away. first of all, why create the T Rexes and Raptors? Just why don't you just keep it at the, the uh, Brachiosaurus, the peaceful dinosaurs? Because at least. Well, would, let me
4: ask you this: Would you want to see a monster movie without Dracula?
1: Well, from the movie, I understand. But from well, a, a it's kind of the same. It's logic, the same
4: thing. When you think of dinosaurs, a lot of people are really attracted to. t-rex i mean you know they they, they will want to see a t-rex yes they will go you have a live t-rex i want to see that
3: yeah, that would be. It, than, no, no, that's that thinkable. excitement
4: factor. It's like you know, you wouldn't go to. You want to go. You go to a zoo. What do you want to see? You want to see the lions, right. the tigers, the bears, yeah. the animals that could kill you. That's what you want to get up close and personal. Oh well, uh, well uh, people partially wanna, true. You know, I
1: think people still like the elephants and giraffes, though. I think people like big. The animals elephant that and giraffe can kill you just, kill you just as area. easily
4: as. But my, <laughs> my. I guess the point I'm getting at is people like um, that element of fear. They want to see. You know, it's just like. When you go swimming with sharks, that's obviously a dangerous situation, and you can get eaten. But people still do it. It's that excitement; they wanna, they wanna be in an environment where they're not normally allowed to be. They wanna see the animal who,
3: right? They really well, shouldn't be
4: and seeing. It's,
3: and if they have this technology and it's successful, someone's gonna do it with Triceratops Rex, yeah. and then everybody's gonna go want to see that. Exactly. Uh, that's a
1: good point. That, like he's gonna have the kind of like I know he didn't go as far as I will, but I'm gonna create yeah. the T Rex park. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. When you really see
2: how important the the T-Rex is... To them in that first scene where he says we clock the T Rex at yeah. twenty miles an hour yeah. and they practically peel over and faint. Yeah, like the T Rex seems to, in I guess in the dinosaur community, is the quintessential dinosaur, the most important thing. Yeah, it's and yeah. so it's like if you don't, you know, you don't it's have A-list if you don't have yeah, that dinosaur, you know, the Raptors is another thing. Or yeah, take right. Dino Tech. What did you call them? Dino-Tek-a-Dinosaur, Tika-a-Lot-a-Lot-a? Uh, Dino-Nikus. Dino Tech? A dinosaur tech? A lot of it. Dino Dino Nikes. Dino
4: what? I said I actually like that name, Dynamic. but yeah, that's exactly my point. Is yeah. the T Rex is the superstar? You know, when you when you go to see, I don't know, In Sync, you're primarily going for Justin Timberlake. Yeah, like, I do. that's kind of what.
3: Yeah, you don't want to see NSYNC without just You don't know, want to see
4: Chris Cause, Kirkpatrick.
1: Because you when know, I go to an *N.C.* concert, I want to make sure my life is threatened in some way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because like, is right. that T-Rex right yeah. there.
4: Well, I mean, and, and like you were saying, Kenny, even in the movie, I remember Dern when he said they have a T-Rex, they are both like, you have a T-Rex? Like, they, their faces lit up, and they became eight-year-old kids again.
0: Yeah.
4: You know, it's... I mean, dinosaurs are cool in general, but... And just like animals when you go to a zoo, but the really fascinating thing, I think, is seeing the, the, the scary animals. Because that's, you know... Like when we went to Animal Kingdom, we saw the birds and everything. They're nice and they're pretty and they're birds, but it wasn't as exciting as when we went on the safari and we saw the giraffes and the elephants and the animals who could really hurt us. Not well, that a bird can't. I don't can't think necessarily yeah.
1: I've ever been drawn to them because I think they can hurt me. I think I just like
3: the majesty of them. In fact, I think. Or power of
1: them. I'm probably that's, less like yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. Mean,
3: Brachiosaurus, not... I think, yeah. is a draw. That's a huge animal. I think that would be a draw no matter what. Oh, yeah. I big, oh, yeah. Palm. And yeah. Iguanodon, Triceratops, I, I think they would be a draw. I, 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 yeah. Obviously. Well, Brontosaurus are just as popular as T Rexes in a way. Yeah, They're absolutely just as identifiable. Stegosaurus, all those. Yeah. Yeah. think I think people would say well, why, why don't you have T-Rex? I mean, you know, I would stick with T-Rex. I would not want to stick with the raptors. Yeah. They didn't really think this through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what well, I mean. Then T-Rex, you could probably
1: manage a little bit because they're not as, like, bloodthirsty as the raptors They're were, stupid, right? yeah. They're
2: not like a... Well, it's funny. We're talking about this, like, basically saying, how could we have made this work? Yeah, And then you exactly. flash forward to Jurassic World, and it's the opposite. That was, right. like, all about making the yes. scariest, most dangerous, yeah. most powerful dinosaur ever. And it's uh, and so they they literally four movies later, later they learned nothing about every all yeah. the other movies after. Really, like I enjoyed all of them. I didn't, I, I, but all the movies after they they are totally oblivious. They think that we're smarter. We can handle this. We don't. Yeah. We, Heyman was an idiot. Everybody thinks Heyman was an idiot. What the park did was first was an idiot. Yeah. So it, all the other movies to me don't have as much to stand on because they can apply what was previous. Nobody'd ever in this scenario in the movie, nobody'd ever tried to bring a dinosaur back to life. So you can also be like, well, didn't see that coming, because we yeah. didn't really know that T-Rexes were that powerful, <laughs> right. or, but well, but early later on, yeah. they're like, you're an idiot. Like, you, they, they, they figure out how to get well, through that. What but, I you know. love,
3: that, the draw for me and for Jurassic World is, the big draw is, like, the park is open. Yeah, That yeah. was a big draw to me. I love Jurassic yeah. World, yeah. I really did. But, I, like, you know. I like the idea that, oh, what if the park actually opened up, and people yeah. actually could go in, you know. And obviously, they, they made a scenario where something goes wrong, but, uh, um, yeah that was interesting just to see it, what would happen if this park actually existed If you know I don't know how they allowed it to, someone's like oh five people died you know well with that envisioned
1: too is like it's more corporatized and bureaucratic you know where Hammonds yeah. was like this was all new and raw and we're putting this theme park together where this felt like more of a corporate Yeah. like you mm-hmm. know they have the tie-ins they have like a Jimmy Buffett's restaurant in there like yeah. it looks like an actual theme park which was kind of cool but then everything goes chaotic yeah. Into hell again with yeah. all the the dinosaurs. Yeah,
2: because the first one wasn't about money. Like no. the, the first movie, it was all about Hammond just wanting to to build a, a Jurassic Park. Really, it was really about building a park that was successful. He kept talking about his flea circus and like yeah. all the previous parks that weren't that he, he 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 was an illusion or really wasn't successful. Where he, I feel like even if it was a damn roller coaster theme park, he would have been happy that he was actually doing something successful. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, don't know what I was going with that. No, I no, no. That was actually a <laughs> good, uh, yeah. But, but I it's just—that's uh... so a great allegory for the T Rex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. well, yeah. I think yeah.
4: um, what you said has a lot of merit to it. And, and honestly, in my opinion, I don't really think that anyone is a villain in this movie. I think the villain, if you had to pick a villain, because I don't think every movie or story necessarily has to have a villain. But I think it's science. I think it's greed. I think it's that drive for mm-hmm. success. It's that. Um, always wanting to have more always wanting to be the best that's what that's the whole drive for jurassic park so really the drive of jurassic park is the bad guy mm-hmm. so it causes all the problems greed it's not necessarily the dinosaurs i mean they're genetically modified animals and they you know it's they're not their acting
0: fault the way they're just acting acts. the
4: way that they were created to act And even you know, our
1: raptors are just acting yeah. by instinct they're trying to mm-hmm. feed themselves exactly
4: what so
3: what did Jeff Gowen say the lack of humility in the face of nature or something like that when yeah. they were talking yeah. about the uh, they were going through numbers the lawyer and John Anna was like oh we can charge $2,000 you know to do this and John Hammond was like no 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 this will be open to anybody in the world yeah, anybody will be a to day. we'll have a coupon day, yeah, we'll yeah. A coupon day. Right, they start yeah. laughing yeah. it's like the lack of
2: humility in the face <laughs> of human nature is, yeah, is, yeah 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 and, then, uh, yeah,
1: and they, uh, yeah like nature was being raped like the, the rape of the natural world yeah. <laughs> call it what movie? you call
2: innovation is the rape of the natural world yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think
4: in the moment where um he hears the gunshots and he knows that the raptors are in there and he yells don't I think for him it's I think reality sunk in and it's more like he he's seeing the danger and the mm-hmm. horror of his vision and he's got his two grandkids who underneath everything he does love them yes and now he realizes oh my gosh they could die because of me because of something i created Mm -hmm. and this is just a nightmare and this is awful and people are dying and you know it's almost like one of those you know like don't you know like no i can't believe this is happening to me like i just want it to stop
2: and 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 maybe it's he's talking to the dinosaur like like when these dinosaurs are born he's like oh we have this connection i'm the i'm I'm here for the birth of every dinosaur yeah and he might feel like this parent. And really, mm-hmm. he's not there for any interaction, for any dinosaur going wrong in any of the scenes. He's not yeah, there yeah. when the dinosaur kills anybody. Yep. This is the closest he comes mm-hmm. to it. And maybe, maybe it's... And how maybe it's, would that it's, be? He's yelling don't to his dinosaur yeah. kids. Yeah. In yeah. a way that... Because, I, I mean, that you, you're too. really
4: helpless in that situation. Yeah. You can hear everything on a phone, and you're not there, and you don't really know what's going on. You just hear this yeah. horror happening, and yeah. you're just... <coughs> That would yeah. be really, really scary, especially if someone you loved is involved in that.
3: Well, that's what she says in the scene when we are eating ice cream. She says, "That's the illusion. You think you can control it, but you can't. That's mm-hmm. the illusion." Yeah. yeah. And she also says another great line: "Is like you have plants in this place that are poisonous, but you put them in here because you think they look nice." Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the whole. That sums up the whole thing. You know, you want people yeah. to see something, but these things are dangerous. Yeah. yeah. It's, you're best not.
4: It's that drive.
3: Yeah.
2: That
4: want to be the best, to have the nicest appearance. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's. Dangerous,
2: yeah. One element, but it wasn't for greed. Like, no. yeah, no. I think it, they could have yeah. written Hammond to be this greedy yeah. guy that yeah. oh, I'm just gonna do whatever I can to make this park awesome. Yeah. But it was really there's no not an ounce of greed in Hammond at yeah. all, oh. yeah, which no. is which is an in, amazing way to have written that character mm-hmm. in my mind.
1: And he's a people person too. Yeah. He likes
2: people. He likes yeah. hanging out with people and socializing. you
4: know, well, I think it just goes to show that no matter how good of a person you are, when You're so, when you just have this narrow minded focus, you know, you can be really reckless and not even realize it. And it may not come from a bad place, which, like in this character, it's not coming from a bad place, but he's making a lot of really un, you know, just poor, not thought out, just really harmful and damaging decisions and not even knowing or realizing it because he's just got this narrow focus that this is what I want to do and I want it to be great. Mm -hmm. And you're not really. Thinking about the ramifications, or no. you know, mm. you're not making the best decisions, and you're kind of reckless in that way. Your passion for something has really made you reckless.
1: Well, a lot of artists and, are like that exactly. too in real life, like you know, yeah. people like Jim Morrison, who's incredibly yes. talented but very impulsive guy mm-hmm. that was just driven. And it comes from a nice good place. Yeah. They're
4: not trying to be damaging, but you know, they're just in that
1: tunnel vision
4: that they they, they do just.
1: Um, who's? I have two questions coming up. Well. Before we even get to that, uh, one element we need to touch base on is John Williams' score, which is pretty oh. iconic at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a story. Uh, damn, <laughs> no, I no. keep banging on the table. Sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, no. no. Go, go with yours. Like, no. <laughs>
2: I, okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. It was no. about the score. No, that's, that's the so, great segue. <laughs> <laughs> so, as my, my one of my best friends, uh, it wasn't Kyle who I said I watched the movie a lot with when I was a kid, um, but... Um, well, my another friend, Michael, who I watched the movie a lot with, also I, at his wedding I, at a best man speech, I was just talking about how he loved soundtracks and all. He, all he, my friend Michael, all he did was care about soundtracks. He had all these Jurassic Park, but he didn't have a single album. So, in my best man speech, this is this is to this is going to get there. Just okay. bear with me for a second. So, in my best man speech, I I made fun of the fact of that, and I said, if it were up to Michael, you would have walked down the aisle to the Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> So, flash forward, at this time, I'm a wedding photographer. I'm shooting... I'm, that's what my job was. I was shooting... I'm a photographer, and I have a degree in photography, but at, and, that's yeah. what, and I don't do that anymore, but at the time, I was shooting weddings. So, I'm at a wedding, and I'm standing at the front, waiting for people to come down, and it's just... I don't know these people. It's just another wedding, and my job is to take photos of these people coming down, and sure as shit... This bride chose the Jurassic Park theme song to come down the aisle, and I'm looking around. and I'm like, do people (laughs) know this is the Jurassic? This is not a normal song. (laughs) No, and I couldn't believe it was actually happening in front of my eyes. And it was like, and then, sure enough, afterwards, I asked, and they're like, "No, that's her favorite movie, and she wanted to come down the aisle the
0: Jurassic Park." Oh my gosh! But
2: I love, I love the score, and just, I just couldn't believe that full circle that that actually happened. But. (laughs) I couldn't even take the photos. I was literally like holding the camera in front of my face and I was I could. Dying. I could see it coming down the aisle. Because, <laughs> and, you
3: know, it's but, very, you know... St- you can, I can and smell. I mean,
4: how long on average does it take someone to get down an aisle? Maybe a yeah. minute? It's not really long.
2: But I could see like the... But that part, that wasn't the part she came down. She came down the... <laughs> da, 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 da. It wasn't the magical whimsy part. It right. was like the heavy...
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Another it, fun is Jurassic story. Jurassic Island. Is that
0: right? yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
4: didn't uh, Tanya Harding once do an ice skating routine to the Jurassic yeah, Park Yeah, she
3: did. Yeah, that was on that. that
4: mm-hmm. Yeah. There's
3: there's a few themes in them but There's the one when they're going to the island. I know, think she right. she
4: chose like a really. Um, the loud one. It wasn't okay. whimsical or pretty. Okay. It was kind of like
2: really loud. Sean, I just assumed you liked it. Did you like? Do you like the score? Or oh you, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I do. Yeah. I do. I was overexposed to it though a couple years after uh, the movie came out because I was in a place called Boy State. This is just a side story. It's not. It, it, it doesn't have to pay off of <laughs> yours does, but remember Boy State? Yeah. They would send like, some of their top students to this place during the summer where you would pretend to govern the state of Ohio. Like you, mm. They would have you govern your own sections and everything. Well, while we're doing this, they also, towards the end, when they have the quote-unquote graduation, the end of Boy State, like the closing ceremony, we had to watch these kids rehearse their Jurassic Park theme playing it over and over and over again so we would just sit there and they were playing that theme and then it was going but we'd have to watch these guys rehearse this and like man I'm sick of hearing the Jurassic Park theme I've been hearing it for the last three days I wasn't even part of it but we'd have to sit there and watch these guys rehearse this over and over again so I'm sure when the parents came at the end just to watch us at the end they probably loved it but all of us were sick of it at the end of that point but it's a great score I mean it's really iconic like you said yeah so memorable. John Williams is a genius. I love. Yeah. I if anybody's an songs. alien,
2: I would believe it was John Williams. Yeah. Like, he's, like really, I just I don't yeah. know how the how like so many childhood memories come from that song before the movie. Like and yeah. not just that song, but ET and, mm-hmm. uh, and the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Know. I don't know how he's he, <laughs> he
1: is legitimately incredible. Like if you listen even the stuff that's not as iconic, just the whole score. If you listen to an album of John Williams scores, or you just watch the movie, it's like man. He, all these cues hits are just pitch perfect. It's like he just captures the entire tone of a movie and mm-hmm. the score. He's a genius. Yeah. and he's yeah. still kicking, right? He's still. Yeah, he's... I don't know if he's done any movies recently, but I know he's he's working on a new Star Wars film as we speak. Oh, he's... I think, yeah, that's that. Like he's he's scoring all the main films that are part of the like that are numbered. <laughs> <Got you. laughs> but I don't think he's doing the standalone movies as as much. Oh, like Rogue One and stuff. No, yeah. no, I think they're hiring other composers for that. It's always strange when you hear. Like somebody else is going to score a Star Wars film other than John. So Williams. They're still going to use it. They're still yeah. going to use his themes, like the yeah. Darth Vader and the you know. Yeah. The, oh yeah, I mean that he's going to be utilized for the remainder of that franchise's history, no matter what. Uh, who are your favorite characters in this movie? Like, if, if do you have a favorite character or a dinosaur? Was there anything that
3: stood out for you? I like uh, Doctor Grant is my mm-hmm. favorite, and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Um. I like a lot I, I, I like John Hammond I think the kids and the lawyer are probably my least favorite okay um but uh I love Laura Dern
0: mm-hmm. I don't know what's her
3: name in this Ellie
2: Ellie Ellie yeah and uh see I knew her name was Ellie I didn't know she was Lord <laughs> Lord Dern <laughs> I, I like
4: the, I like For the
2: her. longest time I never knew
3: her name either I just knew her face and I'm like I like that girl I like yeah. Mold wasn't it The 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 Lord, Mulder. yeah there. Yeah, I like him a lot that's one of my favorite scenes when he's describing the rafters. You really see this, I guess, as an ensemble piece where everyone is... is yeah, it's one of the great ensemble pieces. I think it inspired friends. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Uh, the girl would be Ross. Yeah, yeah he
3: would be. And the whiny girl. <laughs> no, doubt. no doubt. No doubt. How about you?
1: My favorite would probably be... Well, I love Goldblum in the movie just because I think he's hilarious yeah. in this. Uh, he's probably like... And I like Hammond. I actually like Hammond. Those would probably be my two favorites would be... I love Grant, too, but I think the two that I really respond to are Hammond, who's played by Richard Attenborough brilliantly, mm-hmm. and uh, Ian Malcolm because I think he has some of the funniest lines in the movie, the
3: most quotable lines. Uh, well, yeah, Sam Jackson's in this movie, too. Yeah, it's he a, is. He's just kind
1: of a... Nice little
2: snarl. cameo. He's yeah. in so yeah. many movies. Yeah. One of my favorite yeah. parts is just when he's... He's typing, and the cigarette is completely burnt out. And yes. It's still just stuck, stuck yeah. to his lip. Hold on to no, your butts. Yeah, hold on to your butts. That Yeah, that made... I don't know. I, I think... I like, I don't... Obviously, he's a bad guy in the movie, but I, I've always liked Nedry's yeah. character. I mean, he played it so well. He was that... You know, I, I just... I really... I loved and that was at the height of his
1: career, because he was yeah. doing Newman on Seinfeld at the yeah. same yes. time. And then I think he eventually did... Third rock from the sun. He was on
2: there. He always yeah.
4: plays kind of like swirly characters.
2: Yeah, and then yeah. he lost like all of that weight. Did I mean, he? Yeah. And I don't know. I think he put some of it back on, but it was. I saw him like, maybe five or six years ago, and he was rail skinny, and I was like,
0: Wow, what yeah. is this CGI?
2: Like, what? what who is that? Not fun. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. When I watched it for the first time, cause Seinfeld was
1: was I was probably heavily into Seinfeld at '93 because I was at the height of its like run, and uh, every time I saw him, I was like. I just want to say hello, Newman. Hello, Every time he Newman. was up on screen,
4: you yeah, really know, that way. <laughs> That's funny. I I probably like Laura Dern the best.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I just think she's great. Um, and she's also very wise. <laughs> I like her character. I think she's strong. I really don't. I kind of feel like the her character is a little underutilized. You know, because th- there there's a lot going on in Jurassic yeah. Park and a lot of characters and everything. But I think I um I really like her. I think she was great. She was. Kind of like a nice, calming, rational, strong, female lean. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, I think she I yeah. think it, was, it was great that, yeah. like, as we talked earlier, that it wasn't just this love, it wasn't really a love yeah. story. And uh-huh. she was, yeah. she, she, w- she had the knowledge on her own. Mm-hmm. And because it, it could have been easily this woman character, stereotypical, you know, floozy woman that, that followed him there or, you know, I'm not, I'm, and I thought it was awesome that they empower, like, had that character be an empowered woman yes. that was a paleo paleobotanist, which I didn't paleo. know was even a thing. <laughs> Who, knew? Who knew that was That's, a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. The plant so.
4: person for the dinosaurs. Yeah. The so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she took charge in a lot of scenes, you know, like when she was trying to turn the, um, you know, get the fences back on so they, they would be locked and then, mm-hmm. you know, just, I don't know, it always kind of seemed like she was coming through and, And very much contradictory to what people think women would act like in situations like that. She was really calm. She was Mm -hmm. collected. She was smart. She, you know, um, didn't panic. You know what I mean? She just seemed, uh she was, I just say I I really liked her a lot. She was kind of the, um, I don't know, just a nice balancing act for all the other stuff that was going on.
1: Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was. I, she's I,
4: stylish, I, I, too, and yeah. smart.
1: Laura Dern, in general, is just a really strict, great actress yeah. because she's in so many movies that I've seen recently, Blue Velvet, and you revisit things, and you just see what a really stru- yeah. sturdy actress she is. She's really yeah. consistently I, strong and everything. Yeah, She never really promoted. gets a, a starring role or a lead role that often. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think she was she won an Oscar for a film, if I'm not mistaken. She, she might have. Yeah,
4: because she, she's one of those actresses... Um, You see her in a lot of movies. Like I didn't I didn't learn her name for a long time. I just knew her face and I was like, Oh, I like her. You know, she's just one of those likable, I think, actresses. And I'm excited to say that she's gonna be in the new Twin Peaks. Yeah. I don't we'll find out who she is, but um yeah, I just think she's great and um I think she was a nice feminine addition to the movie. She was. Uh, Of course I like Jeff Goldblum. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But who doesn't? <laughs>
4: who doesn't? I mean, you know. Not
1: like Jeff Goldblum. He's kind of like Chris Walken. He's just one of yeah. the actors that people are always drawn to. She did win. She won an Academy Award for a movie called Rambling Rose for Best Actress a couple oh, years good. prior to this movie. So, oh, yeah, wow. she was. She so, had, she was already
2: on the map. Yeah, yeah she yeah, was already an Oscar winner at cool. that point.
1: And yeah. she's the daughter of Bruce Stern, who's a really great actor from, like, the 70s. That's when he was at his peak.
4: Who is her mom? Uh, was she famous, too, or no?
1: I think her mom is famous. Um, the the Dern thing stands out for yeah. me because of
4: the, the yeah. I just always really liked her. I think I think she's Diane Ladd like is this. her
1: her um, yes. mom. Yeah, Diane yes. Ladd yes. is her mom. Yeah. So how does the movie hold up for you guys now? Just revisiting this week is this still? <laughs> we'll start with
2: <laughs> no. I, I honestly probably watch this movie once a month. So oh, uh, awesome! It's pretty. I I love this movie. It holds up just as well. I I think I've learned to appreciate it even more than when I was a kid. So I I I love it. I. I listen. I listen to it at work sometimes. I can't even see it. I just I put it on in the background and I listen to it oh, that's awesome. while I work. So it's yeah. Uh, but but it goes to John Williams too. Like it's like yeah. listening to a, a beautiful album, and I can I know the story so well. And I don't have to see it. But
0: I, yeah. I
1: love when people really genuinely love a movie like that too. Like yeah. it's their favorite, and they want to keep revisiting. I think that's awesome. I do yeah. the same thing with certain movies I love too. Like. The '89 Batman is not the greatest movie, but it's something I always revisit. And it kind of connects me. I think that was for me what Jurassic Park probably was for you at that yeah. age. I think, yeah, yeah. you know, it had that same effect on me.
4: Absolutely, I think it's a great movie. I I like it more now as an adult than I probably got into it when I was a kid. I didn't really watch it that much when I was a kid, um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it holds up. That I like how thrilling it is. I mean, rewatching this last week, it was like, oh my goodness, I'd forgotten how. Intense. Some of those scenes were, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like, wow, this is really well done. Definitely keeps you on the edge of your seat.
1: It does. Uh, I like. I like this movie. I really enjoyed it when it first came out. I've learned that it, I consistently enjoy it on the same level every time I see it. So I think it's improved over repeat mm-hmm. viewings. I think it's a classic now. I think you have to consider it a, a classic movie. Yeah. You know, whether it's better, I can't say. I love Jaws, ET, and Raiders, but I'd say it holds its own with those <coughs> movies now because it has a great repeat viewing especially time
3: it's for on, it's our a
4: generation TV. it's Should an I easy it?
3: movie to watch you can watch this movie a lot <coughs> um, this is actually the first movie I saw twice in the theater uh, I was that excited about it and I've actually seen it three times in the theater because it came out in 3D yeah. Again, which which was was great. Out. yeah that yeah. was great awesome. that was fun yeah. and it held up really well there
2: I don't really remember it though. I I remember I, the dude next to me fell asleep and snored through half of it and I was ah, just like so pissed yeah. off. Oh, yeah. So I was like it's my favorite movie I'm seeing it 3D and I got to deal with it. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> But, but I, I would be. Uh, that would so. me. I would be so fit <laughs> in your shoes. But did you I like it in three D? I, I can't really remember it. I, I, remember I liked it. Well. it. It
3: was good. It was. Yeah. It was well done. I don't think.
1: Like I think I would have enjoyed it without three D too. I think it's a movie that plays so well on the big screen that yeah. you didn't necessarily need it. But I did, it didn't. Didn't bother me either. Mm-hmm. It Didn't distract mm-hmm. me from the movie because sometimes. When they add three D to a movie that didn't initially have it, it can be kind of gimmicky. What's like I the Titanic?
4: When this. they did Titanic 3D. Holy yeah. yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? It was a while ago.
2: I've maybe seen ago. two movies in three D. I've I've we've <laughs> never been like, let's see it in yeah. <laughs> I, I three. The yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I like IMAX better than three D. Like it's I've never seen it's in IMAX.
1: That's that's fun. Mm-hmm. That, that's worth it. Because you can see the big vastness of the screen. A lot of if movies I think are designed for that. But if
4: you don't if it's a loud movie, like King Kong or something if you're I don't like it in IMAX cuz it actually shakes my chest. Oh. Oh. The sound, you know, like yeah. so just be aware if you're someone who's a little bit more sensitive what, to the did sound. What movie do we see
3: was it was it Harry Potter?
4: I think it was no, not that, the Harry po- Yeah, the, 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 the Fantastic Beasts yeah. remember and I said I was like it was like bothering me cuz it was the sounds were so loud that it was like making you shake. Mm-hmm. For some people they love that. Yeah. They get into it, but for me it it really knocks me off.
0: Mhm.
4: And I can't I'm, Gives me headaches too because yeah. I'm I I've always been a little bit more sensitive to sound I think but yeah
0: I mean, so like
4: a movie just, like this is clown. just be aware of that you yeah. Know? yeah I think That's I would really love it.
2: Like, yeah. to feel, you to feel would. the movie yeah. I don't know like
3: think the more would, uh, to be yeah. part of that movie especially yeah, the scene know. with
2: the Triceratops yeah. yeah yeah but to each his own you know, I, I think I just heard that yeah. there, there's a movie coming out where it's they're calling it 4D where you can feel and smell have you guys <laughs> yeah, heard, heard about that I heard it like in passing I don't know if it was Kong or I mean. For if they were to bring that back for other movies, that'd be pretty cool, too. But I don't yeah,
1: know. I mean, I, I think theater's looking for things to keep people going yeah. to see movies. Although, I don't think that's been much of a drop-off. You know, people were af- afraid that movies weren't going to do as well with yeah. the advent of, like, Netflix and stuff. But I think yeah. people are still going to see movies. The only thing that's keeping
2: us from movies is our kid. Like <laughs> yeah. Sarah, no, yeah, you guys Sarah and would I would there. go to a movie, every, when we, before we had Walter, we saw a movie every... That's his laugh right there. Right. Uh, so we went and saw a movie every week or every two weeks, So now. In a few years, I'll be hitting every animated movie That's right. out there, That's too. <laughs> yeah. um, see it on a big screen. There's just nothing. To me, yeah. even if yeah, have yeah. the best... T- we have a nice TV. I'd rather see it on a big screen, me for too. sure. Yeah. A big yeah.
1: Obviously. I, I do a movie podcast, in case people are shocked <laughs> that I love movies, but I do. Yeah. Uh, I always end the podcast by saying, like, we're talking about theaters. I think the next best step, if you can't see it in a theater, is to watch it on Blu-ray. I'm a big fan of the format. Uh, Jurassic Park, of course, has been released several times on Blu-ray. I don't own it myself. I don't know if you do. Can I have it on Blu-ray? It you can borrow it, if doesn't you want it? it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I will. Are <laughs> uh, yeah. these features great? Does it look great on Blu-ray? Now? Yeah,
2: you know, I think you could be suspect. to Be like, man, it's going to have even more detail with a CGI movie that was made in '92, but it looks good, you know. And, and they they didn't remaster it. I don't think like what they. I felt like they kind of screwed up ET when they did that. I didn't like that they added more. Motion yeah. to him in a few scenes with ET, but I think it just maybe remasters. Not they didn't rework it or re edit it, they didn't take the flash guns and it. put flashlights.
0: Flash yeah, he regrets <laughs> that, regret that? now. I think yeah. he still regrets that. Oh, they did that in uh, ET. They did I, that do that? In ET?
2: I didn't know that. I I knew that they there's one scene in ET where they completely changed what happened. Oh, yeah, essentially. But uh, <laughs>
1: this is my advice to
3: filmmakers don't tinker with the original movie,
1: just let yeah. it be what or it is. Or artists, you like, and all. Like, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Once you, you know can, that, stop, yeah. You can, you can, uh. I think you can like you, you can, can remaster, remaster it. it. You remaster it, yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah. don't
4: enhance the like the if yeah the older yeah. movies. Yeah. Don't the coloring gets distorted. Yeah. Maybe enhance that, but
2: like part of it might have been sales deal. Like people aren't gonna buy this again yeah. unless you say there's something different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like ET looks a little different, or we. But same point. Restore like, the it, film. It's, it's already an amazing. We're movie. making up documentaries. as the
1: best seller. Just like show us how it was made. Give us documentaries yeah. yeah. on that. I always love that stuff. Those are the best features. Yeah.
2: No, but it definitely. I. I I probably watched it a year ago in in uh, Blu-ray and it was great. Yeah, I'd, it's I'd, on, cause I because my concern was probably you know oh man is it going to look bad because now you're seeing CGI right. that's that old in better detail because um, part of it you, you watch that in '92 on a tube television that's in four three format and you don't have the definition it's going to probably even more look like real dinosaurs but the better high def maybe it looks bad but it holds up looks good yeah it's on well the good thing
4: too is this movie's dark.
2: Yeah. So
4: I think that probably helps the cause of not yeah. when you're mm-hmm. watching it in Blu-ray.
2: There's a good behind-the-scenes yeah. on yeah. it too. Yeah. yeah. There's one. Have you, ever, have you ever seen any? There's a. They're behind-the-scenes with with t or with the T-rex because they had a life-size right. robot of that. And there when they're, it's raining in that scene, and if you've never seen it, look it up. It's really funny where the whole robot starts to shake and it's like oh looks like gosh. it's about to explode. And it's like that is not how they wanted that thing to look. But no, It's because no. it got so wet. And, like, the yeah. balance of it was all off because it was, like, absorbing all this oh, water. And it was yeah. just... It looked like a robot just, like, stuck in that movie. I love that stuff. But yeah. like, I it watch, really I'll give it fails. to you. Watch, watch the behind-the-scenes. I, yeah. I will. Yeah. Uh,
1: so we'll probably wrap it up on Jurassic. We want to thank Kenny, of course, for oh. coming yes, out here. Yes, thank you. Uh, he was a fantastic out guest. Out <laughs> um, Kenny, I know you have a lot of projects specifically with Hashtag coming up that you want to some yeah. Some, But we may be part of ourselves. For sure, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah um, so April 5th... Uh, this is going to come out. I think uh, the week of what is it? March, March third week in March. Something like March twelfth. So, March twelfth. Yeah. yeah. So uh, April fifth is a uh, hashtag mania, which you guys have performed in before. Mm-hmm. This is our fourth year doing this. Yes. Uh, there'll be forty improvisers who all split up on eight teams. It's one night of basically an NCAA basketball bracket styled, where we go up one on one team versus another team. You vote on them. It's a uh, a bracketed voting system and it's 40, 40 improvisers all teaming up and it's an amazing show this was actually first thought up by Scott wheeler here on oh, wow. he, he said just... something along the lines of hashtag mania and we were like that sounds like a good idea let's go yeah, for it yeah. and uh, so it's it's our it's our big show we you know do everything we can to try to make the show as fun as possible it's 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 a a lot about showcasing improvisers here in Columbus but we also uh, love the fact that we're getting a lot of people out that don't know improv at all and what, what's a better show than to come out and see all these uh, all uh, forty improvisers all perform on one stage. It's a lot of fun. So that's at Shadowbox Live on March fifth. You can buy those tickets at hashtag comedy.com slash tickets. And mm-hmm. I can so.
1: It's a fun event too. Like I think it really it kind of showcases everybody in Columbus that's performing in one way or another. Yeah. It, that's that's what I think it's great about that event. It's kind of Absolutely. like it's like the Laugh Olympics, yeah. <laughs> which is an old cartoon yeah. with all the Hanna Barbera characters. That's the equivalent here for Columbus Improv. It's like yeah. a mishmash of everybody
2: yeah. competing. And it's, yeah. and it's kind of like... A, cause throughout the year, we have a lot of improvisers and a lot of you guys join us on stage right. for our regular show. Yeah. We also have a show every Wednesday that's uh, at Shadowbox 2, same time Wednesday, every five o'clock, or 8 o'clock on Wednesdays at Shadowbox Live here in Columbus, Ohio. And so it's a nice way that once a year to bring all a lot of these people back and perform one more time with us. Yeah. Kind of a cap the year off, even though it's in April. But it's a, a <laughs> yeah. way to kind of... Yeah. Start the year over and get everybody mm-hmm. back on stage with us. Cause, and it's
4: it's great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It brings people from all walks of improv and um, different troops around the town. And I just love the camaraderie of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like a bunch of friends hanging out, having fun. Even though there is that competition element, it's very much
0: yeah. a fun. friendly
4: environment. Everybody's yeah. just having a good time. And energy is great. And it's just so much fun. And,
0: and you're, you're your a returning champion. Is
4: fantastic. I am a returning champion. That's right. Hello. <laughs>
2: I, I have yet to win. So, um, I've
1: never won either. <laughs> I am on Team Clay this year, so we're, we're going to prep. But
4: yeah, it's very interactive. The audience can vote and pick their favorite team. And it's just a, it's
2: yeah.
4: incredibly fun.
2: And not to keep plugging. Sorry. No. But, on, uh, other show is uh, TBD. The music or the improvised musical. That's that'll be a show this Friday, the first Friday after this podcast comes out, and it's every other Friday at the same location. St. Uh, Patty's Day. It's the St. Yeah. Patty's Day, so we're gonna have a St. Patty's Day themed okay. one this this Friday. <laughs> uh, but it's a completely improvised musical. We have eight to uh, nine improvisers that are all musically inclined, uh, and we have a guest pianist or a guest guitarist every single every time we have the show. And uh, those sell we've sold out every show so far this year. Wow, so it's a lot fantastic. of fun. And uh yeah, look forward to
0: keeping Are that you going. in that? So, Are
2: you mm-hmm. one of the players I'm in T V Okay. In that. Yeah. yeah, so uh yeah, recommend your listeners come out and check us out there, and uh, it's 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 a, it's a joy. We we love that show very much too. Yeah, that's so. another great show, and it's yeah. really
1: innovative too. Like just doing a full fledged musical, mm-hmm. it's not something you see too often in yeah. improv. So that's yeah. just a really cool event too. Yeah.
2: And it's a testament to improv itself. You know, just yeah. all of us willing to work together, and because mm-hmm. it'd be you, know, you have to come up with a story, and it. it, it coming together and be like, all hey, you're the lead. You're going to get to be yeah. the lead the rest of the show." And yeah. and we're all willing to say, "Yep, we're going to take the back seat or you know, we're mm-hmm. going to yeah. support you to be the lead." And because it could just turn into an ensemble or and it just is a little different. So yeah. um, it's just a lot of fun to see this the group of people in this TBD the music the improvised musical come together and put on a put on a show. So, exactly. And, as, yeah. and uh, so it's that's
1: it's fantastic too. If you have a chance to check it out, really do check it out. Yeah. Uh, we also have a show independently coming out uh, by our friend Mark is directing. It's called Idiot Box. It's mm-hmm. going to be taking place at Cafe Kerouac on March, believe, 25th, 25th. at 8 p.m. It's a yep. free show, so people awesome. can come out and check it out. Yeah. Scott and I are quote-unquote hosting it, and Tony is part of the cast. So, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. along with our friends like Josh Greenwald and... Uh, uh, believe, Amanda airing, who have both been on the podcast before. In and the- uh, for
4: everyone that doesn't know, Idiot Box is sketch comedy.
1: Yeah, so it's, yes. a, it's
4: a combined um, sketch comedy and improvised show. And it's satirical, it's very fast-paced, um, and it's so much fun. It very, it very much has kind of like an SNL-type vibe where we do characters and impressions mm-hmm. um, and spoofs of some of your favorite TV's shows and, and movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've ever done anything Jurassic Park yet, but maybe we will yeah. one day. Yeah. I could be the, the Dino Ninkus. The
1: Dino. Yes, you can.
0: <laughs> yes, you can. Sorry.
1: So uh, that's about it. And also, please follow us uh, on Twitter and Facebook, and please give us a, a positive rating if you have the chance on <laughs> iTunes, yeah. and, of course, Podbean. Uh, we if you give goodness. us a negative
4: one, we might delete it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we will. We, we just ignore it. We pretend we don't exist. <laughs> So, uh, (laughs) anyway, everybody, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.
3: Uh, Now, now eventually, you do plan to have dinosaurs on your your dinosaur tour, right? Hello? Uh, Hello?
0: Yes?
2: Dino. Dropping? dropping? That is one big pile of shit.